podcast. Oh god, oh god. Hi guys, welcome to Africa's Talking Podcast. Uh Africa's Talking powers conversations across Africa. We power the communication between businesses, governments and organizations of all sizes and their customers and citizens on our SMS USSD airtime and voice gateways and APIs. Africa's Talking also supports GDPR data compliant communication on our future ready customer data platform Illyrian. Today we talk to Dr. Weche and Teddy Warrior. We look forward to an interesting conversation today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome our viewers. Uh, this is uh, Michael Kemadi, or you can call me MK, for the Impact Masters podcasts. We are blessed to have in the house one and only Revelled Doctor Weche, and accompanied by one and only Ted Warrior, a familiar guest in our podcasts. And it's always a bliss. It's always a blessing to the young people and upcoming tech gurus and designers across Africa to listen to this beautiful mind that has created opportunities across the continent. Thank you so much. How are you guys today? I'm good. Ah, that's, uh, that's awesome to hear. So please go ahead and uh, introduce yourself uh, before we go on uh, with the conversations uh, for today. Please. me hard I'd say I like growing leaders and uh, raising African entrepreneurs mm-hmm. nice 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 thank you so much Teddy um uh, without further ado uh, I think maybe let me speak a bit about uh, Dr. Weche himself a PhD holder uh, is a man of God uh, he has done amazing stuff in a really short time since 1984 uh, through 2015, uh, from what I'm looking at, uh, he has been so many things. Number one, 1984 to 1989, uh, he studied theology and biblical uh, doctrine at the Nairobi Bible Training Institutes, or if you like, NBTI. Uh, 1985 to 1989, he was at the University of Nairobi doing Bachelor of Veterinary Medicine uh, a degree, BVM, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, 1999, uh, he was able to do uh, Demelin Management School, that's Botswana, uh, Diploma in Accounting, yeah. Chief. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good, this is good. Uh, 2001, he did. Uh, he joined Institute of Commercial Management in UK, uh, Diploma Business Management and Administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2001, again, uh, same, uh, same year, uh, Australia University, Baltimore, Maryland, USA, computer networking. Uh, <laughs> same year again, <laughs> same, same university, financial management, graduate uh, studies. Uh, 2002, 2005, he did uh, the uh, Montfort uh, University Demont. in UK, uh, master's in uh, business administration, uh, that is B, uh, MBA. Uh, then uh, January to December 2009, uh, Nairobi International School of Theology, Kenya, 
he went back to God a little bit. <laughs> Masters in governance studies. Uh, well, not theology though. <laughs> uh, then uh, in April, May 2010, uh, Metropolitan uh, Mediation uh, Services, uh, Boston, USA, certificate in mediation. Uh, and it didn't stop. Uh, so February to May 2010, Harvard uh, Law School, he did program in negotiation. Nice. Uh, January to May, again in 2010, University of Massachusetts, uh, Boston. Uh, he did uh, dispute resolution, uh, graduate studies. Uh, January again <laughs> to May 2010, University of Massachusetts. Uh, he did entrepreneurship, uh, graduate studies. In September 2015, uh, to date, he has been, uh, he has been uh, at the Management University of Africa as a PhD candidate. So you can call him a prof or a doc. Uh, in in the waiting in the right? US, you are probably I don't know if a uh, prof. Yes, 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 yes. Chief, ah, uh, it looks. If you look at you know the you know the education side of things, um, it has metaphor. Uh, you have started with animals, and you you have, you have gone to uh, you know tech a little bit, and then you have come to like uh, you know people resolving issues. You know how do you carry out negotiation? I would like to hear from you what, because some of us just do an undergrad and, you know, we are good. Uh, and then maybe we go and do an MB after 10 years. Uh, and then maybe after that, you feel like, ah, unless I want to be a lecturer <laughs> or a, a professor somewhere, then I go back to school. So yeah. what advice is this journey? Because it's quite kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, the journey, first of all, is advised by uh, <clears throat> a lot of curiosity. Yep. Mm. When you ask hard questions, yes, you start getting upset. Yeah, so the easier thing to do is just go home and do all of the problems. Yeah, until now, at least in our farm, we have a good connection. But when you ask yourself hard questions, yeah. 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 And as you move on in life and as you grow, your experiences uh, also change. Yeah. Mm. Uh, those who can take my generation, like for example, I'm finding myself needing to know stuff about accounting, which I did not. Yeah. Administration, and then someone took away jobs. And yeah. Computers exploded out there, and I knew nothing ah. about them. I learned about computers, learned about what networking. I see. <laughs> I don't know much about governance. <laughs> go back into graduate studies in governance at the university. Yeah. Uh, university School of Theology. Uh, and then from there, now you realize it's not just governance, it's actually leadership. Mm-hmm. But before you get into leadership, you have to get to that environment and people sort of have answers to that. I didn't have to do that answer. Mm. Interesting. I went there. I went, so I went and studied dispute resolution in mm. Boston. And while I was there, the professors are the ones who served us now. Wow. Sometimes you go one place and then other doors open. Mm. And then thereafter, the land of opportunity, yeah. so, so to speak. And while you are there, you start realizing that wait a minute, there's a, a fine line between just negotiation and this mediation and this arbitration. Mm. And you have to study all of those mm-hmm. separate. You know, mm-hmm. That's why I have those other extra things that I've studied. And then nice. I come back now to Kenya and now gotten more involved with the opportunity of uh, leadership. Mm. Mm. Then I realized that. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 something because it, it sounds like uh, most of what you did was 
more of an there's a need yeah. right and I, i like it because um sometimes we 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 ignore most of the problems because we feel like we're not well equipped we're not educated enough to to face them but for you you're like you know people are fighting in a uh, 207 or there is uh, you know dispute resolution that is needed and then you go back to school yeah. you come back and you are well prepared that's that's interesting i think mm. uh, you, you think you well prepared you yeah. Uh, what's oh. up? <laughs> you meet at Harvard Law School. Uh, oh, okay. How utajua how you? Serious? Kind of situation, yeah, eh? Yeah, then you go back and study some more. <laughs> <laughs> so, Julius, could you help us uh, understand maybe your first encounter with her there and maybe the questions yeah. she asked you or what she asked her so that our viewers can uh, can understand why you're saying that she's always prepared. Yeah. Well, I, I, as a, as a Kenyan resident in Boston, mm. we were invited to attend a talk that was happening at Harvard Law School. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, as every other Kenyan uh, who's there were asking, why would you go back to Harvard to listen to this talk? You know, one who we mentioned at Harvard Law is very persistent. He called me up on three times a day, you know, make, you know, make sure you come and I'm asking, why should I come? But anyway, it seems she was on my neck. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And as she spoke, I felt I had issues with the internal biology. Mm-hmm. I uh, took down notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. About 10 questions. Mm-hmm. And then after the talk, uh, I went and met her face to face and I asked her the mm-hmm. 10 questions mm-hmm. one by one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Shock and horror for me. Yeah. She replied to all 10 without referring to any written material. Yeah. Looking at me in the eyes. Yeah. And she basically hit me 10 ways. Ah, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, yes. I was so embarrassed to ask yeah. then you know me said now it's my turn to ask <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. When are you going to bring your case? There's some article that is at the Harvard Bible Education Handbook. Mm. And of course I had no intention of doing that at that point. Ah, most people in the uh, uh, diaspora you have to sweet talk them better than just <laughs> please come back. Yes. Yes. Please please yeah. mic clo- yeah. Yeah, so yeah. She, she threw me that challenge and I said okay, when I come back to Kenya I shall follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I came back to Kenya and took a long story short when I called her up. My shock and horror, she actually called me back. And mm-hmm. that's how I got introduced to the political parties. Mm-hmm. Nak Kenya. Nak Kenya. Mm-hmm. Got involved in the legal system. Had to you know, take my blows in rising and uh, go into the grassroots and communicating to people what our policies and all that were. Mm-hmm. Went to the rising to national level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So so I I think we have jumped the gun here up to Mother Karua but it's fine. It's okay. We are good. Uh I, I just wanted to know how is it working with animals? Do you like get to uh be a veterinary or Yes, I I did qualify mm. in personal veterinary medicine. Mm-hmm. Um we were the first lot not to be employed by government which mm-hmm. was a bit of a challenge. Oh yeah. Uh wait. Uh, how tell me about uh, tell us a bit about that. I, I think our government officials had the misappropriation. It was the end of previously you would have just jumped into the government normally as soon as you finish your exams in uh, june mm. from 1st july you're on government payroll mm. oh. so we were the first people who as soon as uh, which whose government was that kenya government who's yeah. who's who was the president then the president was moya moya mm. huh? yes. but it was it's a governmental thing that really doesn't matter as to who is in charge. yes 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 mm-hmm. that's how it used to be yeah but uh, the, the, those who are qualified are automatically absorbed and in our ministry of agriculture mm-hmm. sent to various parts of the country mm-hmm. where they're going to be able 
So who were the first lot voting by the way? I don't know. It was shocking. Uh, so, in the 80s, late 80s. This was uh, 1989. Maybe because yeah. of the structural adjustment programs from World Bank. You guys had your pocket money. Ah, okay. <laughs> because eventually people were Okay. Ah, but okay. by the time they were employed, with all due respect, I had had some mentors come into my life. Mm. They had opened doors for me in Kajima Logistics. Mm. I was already earning three times the salary I was earning from day to day. I was mm. driving, I was mm. working in Kajima Logistics, hey. wearing suits. There was no way I was going to start going to the bush. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, back to his question. I mean, did you just abandon? Mm. I didn't abandon it per se, because when I uh, went to work in Botswana, mm. uh, the opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So I, I opened up a, a supply company, a bottle mm-hmm. company, mm-hmm. the largest supplier of bottle products in Botswana government in excess of 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that's interesting. Yes, yes. So that was that was pretty nice. It was very exciting. And it's in, in the process of running that business that I discovered, oops, uh, <laughs> it wasn't part of that business plan. It wasn't mm. that So that's why I also then had to go back and do accounting, go back and do internal business administration, mm. go back and go back and become strong in the financial management because it reaches a point you're running a business where you're not just uh, selling bricks. Mm. Uh, it's not just A minus B equals C. Yeah. Uh, sales must have minus cost equals profit. You now yeah. have to be able to process uh, you know, some of the things. That mm. you, you have to have capital for the business. You have to be able to expand the business. Mm. You have to invest uh, you know, long term. Yeah. And things like that. So, for example, uh, learning what uh, yeah. Put 15% for R&D. Mm. Which for a lot of people thought they just mean going and enjoying myself in Singapore and uh, other exotic places. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. did enjoy myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> a man has to enjoy himself. A man has to enjoy himself as <laughs> you do R&D. Yeah. Yeah. Without R&D, you're, you're half dead in your business. Yeah. 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 Uh, you may want to talk more about this Botswana gig. How did you get there before even... Because that's like a... It's like a random... Event, it looks like, but maybe not. It was not too random. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to visit a particular gentleman who I was introduced to by my family members. Okay, yeah. in Botswana? No, in Kenya. In Kenya. Mm-hmm. I went to visit this fe- fellow, and uh, like every other Kenyan, it was at that point when we didn't have employment. We yes. Employed by government. Even right now, right? It's like mm. we are back to the same yeah. situation. Because yeah. cause actually, if, you, if, you, if someone takes what you're saying into their context today, it may be very, very much help. Yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. so I went and saw this gentleman. Mm-hmm. And like every other Kenyan, I was looking for a handout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. this was 1980s. This is 1989. So the world just goes round and history repeats itself. It does. So you need to learn from history. Mm-hmm. To become a statistic. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my wanting to get a handout, this guy did a SWOT analysis on me. Mm-hmm. Never had a SWOT analysis done on me. I had mm-hmm. no clue what a SWOT analysis was. Mm-hmm. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? What are your threats? And what are you doing for mm-hmm. So I felt really embarrassed in that 30-minute uh, interview. Yeah. And at the end of it, he felt that uh, some of my strengths uh, basically existed in my offering, my professional services out in the country. Mm-hmm. And he proposed I go to Botswana. Yeah. So wow. When I left that meeting, I thought, this is a total idiot. How can you just <laughs> come for a handout and you're busy doing a SWOT analysis on me? Yeah. yeah. So that explains why a number of our mentees also feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. SWOT analysis so questions. That, yes, mm-hmm. SWOT analysis because they just want handouts because that's our mentality, right? Now I'm also returning to PG. Mm. But to cut a long story short, uh, two years later when I could have been doing as best as I thought I could be because mm. I, I felt like I'd hit a glass ceiling. 
Mm-hmm. So you didn't even go to Botswana immediately? Not immediately. You told mm-hmm. that guy, ah, you that telling me stories. Let yeah, me yeah. go. Wasting, wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I walked away. So, but it's two years later that that thing hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when now I'd reached the glass ceiling on where I was, mm-hmm. and I started recalling some of the advice that you've given, and that's when I started strategically preparing to go there. So I first went to Botswana with a friend of mine on holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So went on holiday, and then from there we went to South Africa because I was still in young and hot blood. And, mm-hmm. so and this is 90s, right? This is now 92. 92, mm-hmm. yeah. 1992. Ah. We enjoyed ourselves. We made mm-hmm. some foolish decisions. Dangerous places like <laughs> Alexandria. <laughs> Alexandra, I was waiting for you to say that. We did South know, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what townships were. Yeah. Yeah. There was no information on South Africa those days. Yeah. We were riding on the trains. You know, those days trains were either AMC or IFP. Yes. Mm. It's, it's a miracle we didn't get thrown off those trains. Serious. Yeah, because yeah. apartheid was active, they had not gained any. They were still apartheid, by the way. They were still yeah. apartheid because that's actually yeah. something. Yeah. That's this is another context. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of black on black violence. Yeah. And mm. We as Kenyans still there. Yeah. Mm. It's still there, by the mm. way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, they, they call it xenof- xenophobia. Yeah, xenophobia. Mm. We didn't know that, but mm-hmm. we we learned very quickly. Ah. Foolishly. But to cut a long story short, mm. then uh, I was then able now to meet various uh, persons. Mm. I presented my ideas to. Mm. Uh, they took me on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, one particular one bothered me every single day for the entire time. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I took the risk of uh, trusting these guys, that's mm. when I started my first company, uh, Nerua Publishing. Mm. Mm. In Botswana. In Botswana. And uh, what does Nerua mean? Nerua actually means animals. Okay. Mm. Animal services. Mm. So people now got to now call. Nerua was a local, it's a local name. Word. It's a Setswana word. Okay. Mm. So in Setswana, King Anka word is Nerua. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doctor on animals. Ah, mm. interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, I said that. <laughs> no, no, that's worries, perfect. No worries. This is for half. This is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so uh, th- there's something actually I, I need to ask uh, at this point. I see you're a bit spiritual, right? A bit. Please talk about that. Yes. Why is please. it important to be spiritual? How do you, how can you say somebody is a reverend is a bit spiritual? What's the mm. definition of? Uh, no, it's it's, it's, it's uh, no, it's after it's after going to some it's after going to some uh, you know religious events. Let me, and you're let, like, me ah, let me tell you why. This pastor is really really, really. <laughs> a doctor reverend. Yes. So yes. the reason I've said that is that if you look at the uh, the young guys, you see from 2000 to right now is yeah. someone who was born in 2000. Yes. They are already 22 years old. Yes. Making a lot of uh, decisions around spiritu- uh, spirituality. Yeah. Uh, and. With the, with the current state of affairs when it comes to churches, which are the champions of spirituality, mm. uh, they are more focused on religion than spirituality. Mm. So I would like to understand, is what, what's your take on that, given that you have done this for some time now, and mm. what key part has it played in your life until today? Well, what I would summarize that is that uh, you know, God is calling us to faith in him. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And then faith is mm. actually revealed in the written word. Mm. Mm. But for those who don't have access to, to the, the written word, mm. there's the heavens above you, there's the stars, there's the, there's the skies, there's the sun, there's the moon. Mm. That's why the Bible says the, the heavens are telling of the glory of God. And mm. the declares the Sunday that mm. day by day God talks to us. Yes. Mm. Right? So the question is, are we listening? Night by night declares knowledge. Yeah. So you can come to faith in God okay, just by looking at the creation mm. and realizing there's a creator. Mm. But a lot of people, you know, Mm. And they look up and see that they're actually stars. Yeah. And appreciate that they're actually billions of stars out 
Yeah. So at least science has helped us understand the, the heavens a little bit better. Yeah. 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 But over and above that now, as you expose yourself to religious uh, writings and mm. other theology comes in, mm. you need to be in a position where you can compare mm. what does the Christian faith allegedly say mm. in terms of you know the Muslim faith against mm. you know, the Baha'is, uh, the Hindus, and the rest. Mm. And then hopefully make a decision based mm. on you know that information. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of people want to base their faith on hype, uh, hyperbole, and uh, hype, and uh, you know, also some secular, uh, yeah, stuff, secular yeah. things. A lot of people are prosperity gospel type of people. Yeah. You know, and give, and then you start to give it to me. That's why mm. the Bible. Yeah. You uh, use it, yeah. Mm. So you can say you are like a, you are like a, you are a pastor who actually put work. Mm. You don't believe in miracles per mm. se. You do, but. You realize that wealth is created. Wealth actually is created. I've just come from Accra, Ghana, mm. and I was very sad that all of in Accra, Ghana, at the apartment that we stayed, it was surrounded by six prostitutes. Oh, are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> and I, as I made noise on Facebook, some of my usual critics came up and said, "Ah, you escaped where you were living because there was a mosque." Okay, then I went to a place where now there's a very noisy church. Yes, of course. Name it so that. Don't take offense. And then now that you have gone to Ghana and the same thing has followed me. Yeah. So we are investing in alleged spirituality instead of working hard. Mm. Alleged spirituality. Yes. Hey, yeah. Okay. In fact, the pastor and a few guys are the ones who are, who are getting rich. Mm. That's the true. The rest of you are being ripped off in daylight. That's mm. true. So that's, so that's true. So Dr. Julius, yeah. why don't you watch it again? Why don't you speak a bit about the principle of uh, of hard work and Even from the beginning of Abraham, yes, uh, he was in a desert and what he did, but he still made something. Became wealthy, yeah. 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 So, yeah, could you engage us on this thing? Because I've seen a lot of pastors who have uh, V8s and all mm. this kind of thing. Yes, their their parishioners or members walk to church or take a bus, and so what kind of uh, Christianity is that, and how can you help Christians or everyday? Kenyan or, Af- or Africans mm. distinguish between a true uh, representative of God, as it were, uh, and a false one. Because I yeah. think uh, the world needs to a little bit of fresh air. <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> well, well, the Bible does say in the book of John that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Mm. Yeah. So the first question you need to ask yourself is that are you exposing yourself to the truth? Okay. A lot of us are Mm. Now, secondly, a lot of us expose ourselves to lies because, as the Bible says, we shall uh, get people around us mm. who will say things that tickle our ears. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us like to be deceived. Mm-hmm. Now that it's like a natural uh, inclination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry to say, now that we're coming out of an electioneering period, you can yeah. see the example of our politicians mm-hmm. who have deceived us like there's no tomorrow, mm-hmm. and now they have the opportunity of putting some of those things into practice. Mm. So we like to be so mm. like to be told, you know, if you just uh, sprinkle this holy water on you, all those problems will go. But guess what? Uh, you just need to bring in a thousand shillings and fifty dollars and so many rands. Yeah. And all that is going to go. So that's what we like to hear. Yeah. But we do not understand Galatians 6, 9 to 10 that says, do not be deceived. Mm. God will not be mocked. Mm-hmm. What a person sows that they shall reap. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So mm-hmm. you need to bear in mind, okay? He who mm. sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Mm. And who sows 
Mm. So we think we can mock God. Mm. We're not investing and sowing in our academics. Yeah. We're investing and sowing in our businesses. Mm. Yeah. We're investing and sowing in our relationships. Yeah. All we're doing is going to some of these churches, like one of the churches around the apartment where I was, mm. they started their service at 11 p.m. with loud banging of drums. This is mm. Accra Gala. <laughs> <laughs> and it went so, on until oh, I was hoping, I was hoping you'd say something uh, that you enjoyed the food and everything. But uh, I did. Things were tough. Hot. <laughs> it was hot. My, my throat was constantly on fire. Uh, yeah. But but now that's an example of sowing and reaping. What are you sowing by going to church at 11 p.m.? Yes, true. Mm, true, true. 5 a.m. True. 6 a.m. Mm. And that's just one of the churches. Mm. They almost had a 24-hour cycle. Yeah. Then you look around and there are no industries. Mm. Yeah. Everybody is basically buying and selling. Okay, mm. consumption yes. economy. Consumption economy. And mm. the Ghanaian CD was really hammered. Mm. Uh, the economy was really hammered. Just last quarter, it mm. dropped. The CD. They was couldn't about, even pay their their debts. I think the CD was about six to the US dollar mm. at the beginning of this year. It's mm. now at ten. Mm. Mm. So almost forty percent loss. Yes, in one year. In six months. Oh, yeah, in six yeah. months. But I'm just saying within that. Mm, yeah. mm. But my point is, the people are busy doing what? Going to these services, refilling themselves with a little bit of sprinkled water and some of these things are automatically going to change or whatever. Mm. You are not working in terms of actually doing work that is going to result in, you know, like a farmer. Creation of wealth. And then reaping. Yeah. Mm. So my colleagues that I went with, and they can attest to me, went out one day wanting to buy vegetables. They couldn't get vegetables. Skuma, cabbage. Hakuna, mm. hakuna. Nobody is growing these things. Mm. Yet there's a demand. There's a demand for those things. And there's land, okay? And in the area where we stayed, with all due respect, and I'm not putting down the, the citizens of the country, yeah. it was like a construction zone because half the place had mansions that were being built, but they're half built. So everybody in that particular area has to build a mansion. Mm. Wow. such a pressure to build mansions. Yeah, I think wow. uh, uh, most Canadians... Mm. Ah, okay. So it's, it's it's their thing. It's mm. like also almost in Kenya here, where people once they get a little money, the first thing they think about is buying an acre. Mm. Exactly. Plot. Boroti maguta maguta. Yes. On it, beacon to beacon. Mm. Yeah. So that's what uh, majority of my Ghanaian friends that I know. Mm. Yeah. That's what they 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 pursue. Mm. They all their heart. Mm. Yeah. And, and and even even. Mm, I mean, we know Odemaya, yeah. 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 So even one of the first things we did is to build a palatial mm. uh, mansion mm. after making proceeds from his uh, YouTube yeah, uh, channel. Odemaya, mm. which basically means I love my neighbor. Mm. Mm. Okay. You know, I like this idea you're talking about, uh, and thank you for raising it. You, mm. Every village in Africa, there is either a mosque, a church, mm. or a school. Mm. So maybe we can talk a little bit about because you've done governance. Mm. How can we uh, harness the things we have? Like just the church, the mosque, uh, the schools mm. as drivers of positive behavior for creation of wealth. Mm. Because if I was to develop Africa, by the way, my money would go to that level where I would say, which school can I partner with? Because the communities respect schools. They respect churches. They respect mosques. Mm. So like as also as a reverend, what, what, how... Have you seen any initiatives to create wealth at that level? And is it feasible to say that creating wealth in Africa could be driven by an objective religious setup 
at the grassroots? The answer is yes. Mm. The challenge is that the leaders in those places don't understand what you've just said. Mm. Therefore, they are always going to be out there looking at themselves. Mm. So pastors and leaders in some of those rural areas are only interested in squeezing as much tithe out mm. of the people. Yeah. Uh, always creating programs where they can get as much money out of the people. Yeah. They are not going to be interested in sharing details of entrepreneurship and building wealth and what have you. Mm. The schools are focused on only one thing. That's a curriculum and getting top grades. Mm. Details of how you're going to start offering entrepreneurship courses, mentoring them and all that, they don't want. In fact, they feel that it's an, uh, an infringement onto their reading time and the rest. So mm. most of those schools have no time for us at all. They're not interested in what we have to say. Mm. Yeah, so the schools focus on their curriculum. The churches are focused on getting the you know the tithe. Mm. I will not speak for the mosques because uh, it's a while since I've been to a mosque. Yeah. Mm. I don't any of my yeah. But that is the reality that is on the ground. So yeah. as much as you have this knowledge and that information available and those pulpits and schools are the places where you need to expose them, mm. that is not happening. Yeah. Probably not going to happen for quite a while. Mm. Yeah. So I, I mean, um, if you look at African context, uh, mm. the biggest problem uh, is corruption and poverty and, and one leads to the other. Mm. And, and when I was trying to personally like impact change, I realize actually the change can only be done through mindset change. And one of those things that actually these leaders you're talking about, they don't want people to be exposed to uh, a better mindset. Like if I get money, even here in Kenya, I think it's 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 quite uh, like obvious. Most guys are like, if you get money, they are like three, four, five paths. Number one is maybe get married. Mm-hmm. Number two, get yourself a plot. If you're able, maybe build something. If you're not able to 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 build, just get a plot or a shamba and you know let it appreciate. and let it appreciate. Mm. But also. you and I know if you do the math, to some extent, you know that's not an investment, right? Right now, there are so many opportunities. Like you can invest in a tech company. You can open a business where you are selling and getting the profit there and then. And over time, actually, it's more than the the, the you know the shamba. But what I think. Uh, you and I and many other people who at least their mindset is actually changed. What do you think we can do continuously over time? Because if 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 we know that this is not going to change, maybe through political leaders or even leaders in place, in, you know, in, in places of worship. Yeah. What can we do? Because this sounds like a collective approach to ensure mm. that we change over time. It might take some time, but if we start now or if we continue doing this, how can we do it? Mm. I personally believe what you're doing mm. Mm. you're able to, to utilize the media mm. yes because uh, like at a time when we had Akad, we were mm. very heavy on the media mm-hmm. yeah uh, one show where we go with uh, some of the well-known celebrities and yeah yeah themselves yeah one show is going to reach 500 million uh, 500,000 people in kenya yes one million people depending on the viewership yeah and that now with time when you do that over and over again yeah people are forced to have Mm-hmm. So there was a time we did that quite often on radio. I'm, I'm very grateful for the national TV stations that mm-hmm. regularly invite me to speak about it. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the, the best thing that uh, we offered, the, the, the value addition that we offered, was to bring in young people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not was as like me. You, mm-hmm. you, you look at me and you're wondering, are you mm-hmm. 
mm. <laughs> is about to collapse. Yeah. And bring someone like this wonderful cameraman here with uh, beautiful hair uh, <laughs> and his six-pack under that. He's uh, 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 ready. Yeah. Chief himself, Oliver Were, shout out. <laughs> yeah, he bring guys like Oliver. And now when mm. they speak, the young people are able to say, hey, but Oliver mm. is telling us about ABC. Yeah. He's mm. making it, you know. Yeah. And that's now when guys start. Mm. Yeah. What tell us about some of those programs? Uh, maybe maybe uh, which stations were you and uh, how are you aligning it to? I, I'm assuming this was purely under ACAD because yes. we should also just uh, highlight ACAD a bit. But yeah, please. Well, we, we, what we did is we collaborated with various organizations. Of okay. Mm. Africa's talking. Yeah. Having, you know, the communication and mm. the support. Yes. Mm. Specifically, Teddy Wari here for being very kind generous to us. Yes. Mm. Uh, we would uh, engage with all the main uh, uh, radio and TV stations. Okay. Uh, KBC in particular. KBC nice. Corporation. It's it's going to undergo a renaissance. So we, yes. are, we are noticing now okay. with mm. the new, you know. Mm. <laughs> Administration. <laughs> so KBC was really kind to us. They yeah. constantly gave us uh, radio time. All right. And airtime on TV. Mm. Okay. And then K24 TV. Okay. Again, we're mm-hmm. grateful to them. And then uh, NTV. Yes. Uh, uh, from their citizen. And okay. K24. Yeah, nice. so we are constantly in all of these uh, particular stations. stations mm. Yeah, and uh, specifically regarding programs, we since we 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 as ACA don't have cash, mm. not cash flash like you mm. guys. Mm. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> we have cash. <laughs> 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 I like the way you guys are laughing. <laughs> 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 you guys have arrived, they can laugh like this. Let's keep going. So 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 these guys, uh, yeah, we would we would work with partners who are ready and willing to support us. Yes. So, for example, when it came to programs like uh, mentoring future engineers, mm. Kenya Power at the time came in as our partners, mm. premises, yeah. uh, top-notch food, and they'd allow their engineers to come and speak to our mentors, they allow us to tour their various facilities, mm-hmm. specifically at, at Waraka, for example, at the training school. Okay. That was a collaboration that went for very many years, we're very grateful. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, there are then philanthropic persons like Dr. Bimal Shah, who mm-hmm. okay. would open his uh, entire uh, factory to us and bring young people to help them agriculture, mm. value addition to agriculture, and then he would share his personal story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot of, we continue to have a lot of fun with Dr. Bimasha. Mm. Okay. So, so he, with him, we ran a program called Mentoring Future Leaders. Mm-hmm. Then we had programs that engaged with universities. Mm-hmm. Once again, we borrowed Dr. Bimasha, we borrowed uh, Martha Karua. Yeah. And speak to university students, again, challenge them on what they can do and how they can go forward. Mm-hmm. And then on, over, over and above that, and I'm very grateful to Dr. Teddy for this. We'd go to high schools. Mm. And even sometimes we're invited to upper primary schools where mm. we speak now to the young people mm-hmm. so that, for example, with Africa's talking, you do um, software business. Yes. Yeah. We can now start uh, mentoring and developing young kids who are passionate about coding, mm. software engineering. Mm. And we can actually have them come here to your premises, meet some of you guys. You actually mm. brought them mm. some mm. time back. Mm. Yes. Yes. So that makes all the difference. In Galana, when yeah. you were in Galana, in yeah. the Galana office. Now, in Galana office, I specifically brought a young man called Brian. Mm. Yes. He's currently a software engineer at the University of Delhi in Berlin. Uh, nice, yeah. nice. So Let's guy, celebrate. This guy is dealing with the latest bugs, which you and I here in Africa will probably see after 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going electric. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're designing software for this guy. Mm. And this is a young man who was with us. Just here, the other day. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, so yes. people like that now mm. can be able to meet you, you guys as mentors. Mm. You can also speak into their lives. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Oliver here, who's with the camera, would find somebody who's passionate about, uh, you know, videography, mm. right? Yeah. He can spend time with you. 
<laughs> and then you can also show him uh, <laughs> how yeah. these things work. Yes. And guys have actually built careers from all these things. Sure. Mm. So that what happens is that these guys, as they are going forward, mm. we've given them skills, life skills, mm-hmm. so that they're able to uh, identify opportunities, take advantage of these opportunities, and actually capitalize on them. So young people like Brian, like Michael, who got married in Ghana the other day, uh, Ernest, who's uh, over at Harvard and is now with Facebook, these wow. guys are not hunting for jobs. Mm. Quite honestly, they are creating guys, jobs. Not only are they creating jobs because mm. they are entrepreneurals, mm. but quite honestly, when they actually want the security of jobs, we are talking about looking at three or four offers at a time. Mm. That's amazing. Other guys can't even get their foot in the door in terms of looking for employment. Mm. We have these young guys, you know, moving from one employer to another almost at will mm. because of the kind of skills and life skills that they have. Built up a particular profile, they've been intentionally men- men- mentored. Whereas, you know, when, when, when I'll use the example of uh, Brian, while now he's enjoying himself in Berlin, okay, some of his classmates who graduated from the local universities here have been unemployed for three, four years. Yeah, it's mm. a big situation. Yeah, mm. so wh- where is the difference here? Unfortunately, most of us are not able to see the elephant in the room. Mm. One set of people have been intentionally mentored for success. Yeah. Mm. The others is patapotea, yeah. waiting for you them to an uncle who introduced them to whatever mm. they have the mindset i had of let me go to this big shot mm. and ask him kitu, you know mm. wow this is crazy yeah. i mean like it's full circle yeah, yeah. it's 1989 you are out of college and you're wondering by next step yes. then we are in 2022 there's a whole batch of guys so what you're basically demystifying is the fact that it's not necessarily that this unemployment problem is a 2022 problem. Mm. It has always been there. But also, so have the solutions. You well, know, well, like... Well, well, the thing is that there are always new problems that are coming up all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Those new problems cannot be sorted out by old thinkers. Yes. Mindsets like mine. Yes. Mm. We need young guys like you and Oliver and Kay here. Mm. Teddy, okay? Yes. Who have new approaches mm-hmm. to this particular new problem. Yes. Mm. You know, you cannot put uh, old wine into new wine, wine skins. And yes, yes, yes. Mm. You need to be able to think how to do that. So when yes. we are very strong mm. on young people being able to be solution-oriented, yes. being able to communicate those solutions in a particular format, yes. I lose 80% of the young people because they say, why are you forcing me to use this? Yeah. Yeah. Me, I'll do things my own my way. Now, in doing things your own way, I'll give you a real practical example. We as ACAD had the opportunity of regularly being invited to speak to the so-called Makiangi A students mm. who are uh, chosen by equity group foundation okay uh, who have gotten the a's and have yes. been taken to the uh, equity leadership foundation program, program yeah and some of them are going to have opportunities of being sponsored to go out and study overseas yes yeah. we have had the opportunity of speaking to these kids and mm. one of the things i have done on a number of occasions mm. on behalf of dr Demarca mm. and dr james Mwangi, mm-hmm. they said if any of you will come with a serious solution mm-hmm. to a particular problem that's out there mm-hmm. these two are willing to fund that particular sol- uh, solution, solution. Brought up yes. to the tune of up to 10 million shillings. Wow, that's mm. uh, $100,000. Mm. Yeah. Now, when you're talking to a kid who has probably come from school and has suffered and has never even seen a thousand shillings in their thing, 10,000 shillings, mm. why do none of these kids step up with a solution to a problem that they have seen? Mm-hmm. And these are some, of, with all due respect, this mm-hmm. is the mindset that we have around 
Yeah. And these are the smartest kids. Mm. They're the smartest. I think mm. it was 0.0065%. Mm. Everyone who sat the exams. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, so why is it then that you have sat these exams but are not willing to look across your shoulder and see a problem there and devise a solution? Mm-hmm. When we as Akada are helping mentor these young people strategically, mm-hmm. one of the things that causes them to be unnoticed by the top schools yep. is that over time, they have been solution providers for current Ah, others are just interested in getting A's only. A's okay, is just one of the it's the mm. it's the last it's the it's the it's the end in all. It's yeah, a, it's the ultimate. Uh, wow. In fact, I want to speak a bit about that. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing that uh, that that you actually should engage uh, the listeners mm-hmm. is the arcade way, the way you get the, the 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 young learners. Yes, and what you input in them so that you transform them from what they are to the young leaders for Africa that you want them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, they become global young leaders. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that. Yes. But also, what I wanted to state, because you're speaking about solutions, yeah. one of the ACAD mentors called Simon Joy, who was also my mentor when I was at Lenana, mm-hmm. when I asked him, in some of the talks we're doing during Corona time, I think it was every Saturday. Yeah. Cut mentees. Mm. What is your understanding? Who is an engineer? Mm-hmm. So we, I asked him or we asked him. Mm. And he said, an engineer is some, or engineering is providing solutions. Mm-hmm. Engineering is not just simply tinker, tinkering with technology or tools. Yes. The premise of engineering is finding solutions that affect you, your community, or your workplace where you are so that they're more efficient and effective yes. in arriving at those solutions. Mm-hmm. And the school system here has made it all wrong. That mm. you, know, gosh, yeah, you must be good in physics, you must be good in chemistry or math. That's the only way you end up being an engineer because yeah. that's the only thing you do. Mm. They've forgotten the overall idea mm. of engineering, mm. which is finding solutions. Mm. You see that? Mm. Yeah. And in terms of him saying about packaging the student, yeah, because for example... When he was leaving for African Leadership University, mm. he had graduated. He had from Dagoretti High School. I think mm-hmm. he got a C or yeah. C minus. I don't know yes. what grade he got. Wow. So in Kenya, you become very dejected. They call you a uh, failure, but politely. Mm. Politely, mm. exactly. Mm. So which is wrong. It's traumatizing. Yeah. So Julius packaged him, and uh, he was on his way to ANU, mm. which is this finished, mm. and uh, he became a very dedicated to so many other people. Mm. Interesting. Uh, like uh, he was being mentored. He made himself available okay. to be mentored. Mm. And uh, what people here in Kenya right now are uh, big on mentoring and coaching ATC. Y- yes. When I was in New York, there was a particular body called Sponsors for Education Opportunity. Mm. It helped lead as many Kenyans as possible or Africans or people of color to Wall Street. It yes. started in 1980 wow. with 20 people. Mm-hmm. There's only one Kenyan in that cohort yes. who had joined Wall Street at that time. Mm-hmm. His name is Mr. Mutum, Mutuma Marangu. Mm. I think he's the eldest daughter of Professor Leah Marangu from okay. African Nazarene University. Yeah. But now, Julius, having uh, thought ahead through his work at uh, Loretio mm. Community Church, I believe, mm-hmm. he was already doing that to the likes of the children of the late Dr. Robert Oko, ETC. Wow. You speak about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. you need to talk about that and, and mm. the Akkad way. Exactly. Mm. But, uh, so, but I want to bring out something that was said uh, before I stop. So Graham keeps on saying about
other side here that Africa in the villages there is the the schools, the churches, and the mosques, mm. and and of course the markets which you and the show. markets. So these are the Thank four you very things much, yeah. that in every African uh, villages. Yeah. Yes, I had the extraordinary opportunity of being in my village for two and a half years, mm. and I was not born in the village. Yes, neither did I grow in the village. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a born Tau, born mm. in Nairobi, mm. Kenyatta National Hospital, mm-hmm. but. My time in the village showed me this three th- this this uh, clearly. Yes, that we already have an existing infrastructure in Africa. Mm. It does not need to be like the Western infrastructure. Yes, but it's there: markets, yes. churches, mosques, and schools. Yes, and in fact, you can use all the four free of cost. You imagine, unless <laughs> the, the 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 government is coming to ask you for taxes in the market. All these others, you can use them for anything you want. Yes. If you come from that community, free of cost. Yeah. Yes. And in fact, if you engage people nicely, they can actually bring for you food mm. uh, to feed the people who have come for your meeting. Wow. Including porridge or... Because uh, or, uh, that's the African way. Uh, yeah. If you look yeah. at the narratives for Af- how Africa used to work. Exactly. Africa has always worked. worked exactly. Yeah. So which, that's why I like... And that's how it used to work. Exactly. And that's why I like that a lot. That's the African way. Mm. Also, Africa's talking. And he's Akkad as well, the founder. And yeah. we'll talk shortly about the Akkad way. Yeah. But I want to also emphasize the idea is that when I was doing all this, I realized that one of the biggest problems with the people in the village, mm. even the older grannies, they did not know how to read. Mm. Especially the grannies. Their grandfathers could be able to read. And in fact, even right now, mm. we have a challenge in both the Senate and the the Kenya National Assembly. Mm. Some MPs cannot read the oath. I saw saw that. (laughs) They want it to be repeated for them like wedding vows. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? Say it fast, then they read. So so this tells you... So how will they pass the policies? Exactly. So so my effort of being in the village, which Julius uh, visited a couple of times, Mm. is that I want to begin from the beginning. Mm. Nice. Give the villagers Wi-Fi, courtesy mm. uh, also of Africa Stalking and other partners or friends. Yeah. Mm. And number two, mm. teach or show the youngsters from Share the knowledge. ECD mm. how to read. Mm. Basically that. And uh, courtesy of one of my friends called Rachel Panijitapala, who was with me in school in, 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 in New Jersey. Mm. She wants to engage and has started a feeding program for the ECD of 84 students, oh. which is $200 a month. Yeah. To feed these kids. Because when I was in hospital at Avenue Hospital in Kisumu last year, mm. one of my doctors, Dr. Witi, mm. told me, oh gosh, if you keep on using all your money to do all these things, you'll, co- you'll constantly be running out of money. Yeah. So he told me he read a book called Wrongology, mm. that if everything goes wrong, including me that time... Wrongology. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a fantastic laughs> I need to look time. for it, man. Yeah, so, so he told me, <laughs> that, that given that I'm lying in the hospital like this, I can't do anything. If everything went goes, wrong. No, goes wrong. Not <laughs> went, goes. Actually, does go wrong. Yeah. He said, something good always comes out of it if you look for it. Wow. So when I was in that bed at the hospital, he told me, Teddy, given that you have so many friends who went to school in the US and all that, just ask them to do some of your projects. Mm. Yeah. And I thought this was a joke. And there and then I reached out to a few friends and it, all of them, at least three of them said, oh gosh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do the other. So I started with two as pilots. I say, I asked Rachel Panajitapoulos, she's half Ghanaian, half Greek. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, she told me, Teddy, I want to sponsor the feeding program for 84 students in the ECD school next to your village. 
Mm. So she's been doing that faithfully. Yes. And then my other friend called uh, uh, called Rema Kasule, who mm. I'll bring her here. She mm. was just recently with uh, Secretary Clinton. Yes. Uh, she's given me books called Zika and Micah. Mm. They teach you how to read and also help the young Africans be self-confident mm. in their own skin. Yes. And also helps them to do community-based young leadership projects. Mm. That's interesting. And that was sponsored by MasterCard Foundation. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that the heart and soul of Africa is in the villages. And that's yeah. why uh, for me, for, for the next coming many years, I'll be dedicating a lot of time in the villages of Africa, beginning with Western Kenya, mm. so that mm. as the tide rises with Africa's talking, yeah. we also ri- raise these Other villages, boats. Other rise. boats. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and these boats are actually these villages. Mm. And rather than having people come to my village when I'm dead, yeah. when I'm being buried, mm. yeah. I preferred in whatever state my village or home is, for them mm. to come when I'm there, yeah. mm. so yeah. that we can start building this Africa that we want to build mm. based on the realities of the majority of Africans. Interesting. And because of that, given that they didn't have Wi-Fi, and I kept on telling them, if you guys don't have Wi-Fi, you're like uh, an otongolo, which is a coin, mm. dropped, <laughs> in, dropped, listen to this, dropped, <laughs> dropped in the, in the long drop pit latrines, ah, yeah. never to be seen, <laughs> never to be found, mm. and never to be known that you exist. Yeah. So yeah. I want to these African villages to be known that they exist. Mm. And I want them to connect and engage with the other... With the uh, world, the basically. World. Mm. And that's why, courtesy of Africa's talking, I, I, I bought uh, the first Wi-Fi to be bought in any school in Yabondo. Wow. Which was ten thousand shillings, mm. and and then which is uh, about a hundred bucks mm. uh, USD, mm. and uh, at a cost of five thousand seven hundred per month. This mm. will be completely changed people's lives. Yeah, uh, that can power twenty four uh, phones or laptops. Mm. So that was the beginning of this effort. Mm. And hopefully, when Julius is away in Dubai, we'll be having him engage that particular school and another school in Yabondo, which he went to. Because I want to bring the world to these kids yeah. at a yeah. minimum. Yeah. In fact, at some point, I want Africa Stocking employees to actually come to my village mm. and engage these kids in as simple things as showing them this is a smartphone. Yeah. This is how it works. This is a laptop. This is how it works. This is how you do videography. This is how you mix things. Yes. And we start from there. So that these kids, when they go to America or the US or other countries, yes. they don't get shocked. Mm. When they now suddenly see a mic like this and say, mm. "What is this?" Mm. Yeah, and and, and 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 we don't want Africans to be viewed as mm. such. Yeah, you see that. Yeah, and uh, and so I'm grateful to Julius for that, and I'd like you to share the Akkad way, mm. uh, the essays, the interviews, mm. the, the the pitch, the elevator pitch, so that people know the substance of what you inculcate in these uh, young stars nice. from Africa. Oh, is the ball back in my court? Yes. Yeah. And with examples, like <laughs> Brian and uh, yeah. the other guys who are doing very well. Yeah. Mm. It seems like a rugby ball that has been given a suicide pass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, especially MK, is yeah. the fullback. Yeah. Yeah. To, <laughs> to tackle. We basically have uh, an intentional mentorship system. Yeah. Okay. Where we start with the Proverbs 29. Mm-hmm. There's no vision, people perish. Mm-hmm. So we challenge the young people on the vision. Most of them have absolutely no vision. Mm-hmm. So the 
vision, vision is just a dream, you know. Uh, yeah. I just want to pass or I just want to be successful or whatever. Yeah. You know, you need to be a little more specific like that. Mm. And from there, Hosea 4 6 that says uh, people perish for lack of knowledge. 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 Mm. So it doesn't help for you to have a vision and then you have no knowledge of how to get there. Mm. <laughs> but now the question is, where do you get this knowledge from? A lot of people, as I said again, are not interested in truth. Mm-hmm. So they are, of course, they are chasing falsehoods. And that's why we have a lot of young people doing uh, gambling. I was about to say a particular company. <laughs> <laughs> company name. Yes, yes. <laughs> not say that company. Uh, although, yeah. to be honest, there's this, there, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people view that as a, 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 you know, a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Graham, uh, I'd be happy if you could uh, engage in some of the biblical uh, <laughs> counter-arguments. Yes, yeah. you know, we'll, the lots we'll, come from we'll, the Lord. We will yeah. have yeah. Graham <laughs> session. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yes. that's please. Yeah. Yeah, this is very interesting. So mm. once you have a vision and then yeah. you have knowledge, then now <laughs> the next thing we do is we challenge you on strategy. Mm. Uh, because again, Proverbs 23 says uh, uh, a wise man sees trouble coming. Mm. And and co- yes, yes. Mm. The foolish one goes on and suffers. And suffers for it. Mm. So we have all these young people who are not aware that they are like a person who's been tied on the railway tracks mm. and the train is it's coming. coming. Mm. So they don't have that idea. So when the train runs over them, that's why they start worrying on what happened here. Yeah. So, for example, those who are only tied to the railway tracks of thinking that school is only to give you academic success, mm. and therefore it is okay to teach and uh, get an A, mm. they think that that is the only thing that you need in life. Mm. Unfortunately, it's not. We now come back and say, wait a minute, what is your vision for life? What is, what is the knowledge that you're bringing here? Yeah. So, if you now have a knowledge about it, we then challenge you and say, who are now... Uh, the leaders who are in your life mm. for whom you aspire to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you've had me, uh, you know, generously quoting the two examples, uh, yeah. Honorable Martha Karua and uh, Dr. Bimal Shah. Yeah. Because those are people who have seriously succeeded where they are. Yeah. Mm. You know, Honorable Martha Karua as a woman mm. in the field of leadership. And law. And, and law yeah. and many other things. Okay? And politics. So who are we aspiring to be like? Mm. Because leadership is supposed to be based on two things. Mm. Who are you inspiring? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And uh, now I'm just forgetting the other aspect. Yes, who are you aspiring to be like? Okay, mm. yeah, so leadership is influence. Okay, so who are you influencing? So that's where the, where the aspiration may, may comes in. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of that, how are now the followers, you know, being inspired to actually do? Mm-hmm. Because if you're inspired eh, and then you don't do, mm. then work done is is equals to zero. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we want these young people to meet a number of leaders like now yourself in the IT space. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to just give. Uh, moving speeches, mm. so motivated, <laughs> which is the difference between motivational yeah. talks. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, a, a number of motivational talks are just hot air. Mm. But now having been motivated... That's a tricky one. Okay, let's not go to the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, eh? but, but now, my point is, yes. do not just be you know, uh, motivated at that particular point and then go to sleep. Mm. Yes. What are you going because faith without works mm-hmm. is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people have faith. Yes, yes, we shall do this, we shall do the other, but they are don't take no the first step. Yeah. They don't even take the first step. Mm-hmm. So as mentors, now we hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. The Acad Educational Group has this, uh, you know, what you're calling the Acad way, and thank mm-hmm. you for that, mm-hmm. where we challenge you now to take those steps, being inspired, yeah. okay, to be like the leaders who are there. So the leaders are showing you where to go. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you have what we call a peer mentorship system. Okay. So like the way the two of you are, you know, sitting here and leading this so well. Eh? Yeah. You know, it's a tag team, literally. Mm. Okay. If you get tired, he'll be able to 
brought you out, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Yeah. Life is not supposed to be lived alone. Mm. And in that regard, I'm so glad that Teddy has often been there for us guys. Mm. You know, really supported me personally. Okay. And sometimes, I'm sorry to use bad language, kicked my rear end when I'm getting, you know. Mm. You know when you are derailing. Mm. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, many years ago, used to be a recipient. When <laughs> 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 you are derailing. <laughs> So you need somebody mm. to do mm. that. So mm. Teddy has done it well for mm. you. Know, mm. It might be painful at the time, as Hebrews 12, 5 says. Yeah. Time is painful. Mm. But it to those who are schooling, it is music that keeps their feet on an upright life. Okay. Yeah. So through our peer mentorship system, mm-hmm. if you look at now the Akkad young people who have succeeded, we created this network where, quite honestly, these are guys who do know each other. Yeah. Okay. And uh, since at the time we had a lot of support from particular schools like Lanana, Alliance, Kenya High, and the rest, mm. yeah. we pulled youth from those particular schools to form a network where they can hold each other accountable. Okay. And so as they hold each other accountable, it's not a matter of me breathing fire down their throats all mm. the time and kicking them on the mm. rear end, okay? Mm. Yeah. They are actually now to be, begin aspiring because now suddenly you realize, hey, so and so now has gotten an admission to Harvard. What am I doing here? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So now somebody else now works hard and he doesn't get into Harvard, but guess what? He gets into Stanford mm. or he gets into UPenn or, you mm. know, those kind of things. Mm. So when we create that kind of environment, that allows that kind of uh, positive competition. Mm. These young people now form such strong networks that they actually last, last a lifetime. Yeah. Mm. So people wonder, you know, what magic have I done? It's not magic that I have done. Mm. I've just taken them through those steps. There's a vision, mm. there's knowledge, mm. there's a strategy, yeah. there are peers that they're able to work with. Yeah. And then through that, with our own documentation, which again, some people have an issue with, mm. our documentation is going to help you to, for example, understand how to introduce yourself. Mm. Oh, nice. So we have a profile writing system that first of okay. all talks about what is your call to fame, mm-hmm. like currently doing, what's your history or not are your aspirations. And you need to be able to communicate these, yes. especially in an elevator pitch of about 30 seconds. Wow. Mm. So some people come and say, hey, Banaum is hassling us, you know, he's making life difficult. Mm. But guess what? If you can't pitch and introduce yourself in mm. 30 seconds, what are the chances that you're going to be able to pitch and be able to introduce a solution that you have even if you're given two minutes. True, mm. true, true. I have taken some people to Dr. Vimalsha mm. and then he asks them one, two questions and mm. then he turns to me and says, Dr. Richard, do you have any other young people with ideas? <laughs> wow. At that time, I've fallen flat on my face. I've got yeah. egg on my face yeah. because these young people, when I'd advise them on how to prepare, they've looked at me and said, mm. what are you telling us? You know, mm. We know all these things. Mm. And then you go there and he asks you one, two, three questions mm. and you can't sort yourself. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we've got other youth like Yuri and Boniface who have just come back from Stanford University. Nice. Mm-hmm. They're currently uh, 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 on full scholarship at the Africa Leadership University. Mm-hmm. But they were there at Stanford for a summer program. Nice. These guys are jumping in and out of aircraft like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yet they're still in the university. Yes. That is what intentional mentorship does for them. Mm-hmm. Those of us who went to... And I've seen them getting some accolades even. I think they even have a startup now. They have a startup. They mm-hmm. have already got a podcast, podcast. that is having the likes of Dr. Vimalsha on yeah. it and many other leaders yeah. in the African continent and the rest. Yeah. These guys are so self-motivated because they have a vision for where they're going to. They have a knowledge of what how to get there. Their mm. strategy is working. You know, mm. They didn't just wake up and start doing silly things. Yeah. So when we start holding guys, when we start holding their feet to the fire in terms of this is what you promised that you want to do, mm. majority of us Kenyans and our youth are very good at giving political promises. Mm. Once again, they uh, hot air. from the best. <laughs> hot air, you know. Mm. So somebody comes and says, "I want to be a neurosurgeon." Mm. You know, mm-hmm. what do they know about neurosurgery? Okay. You know, mm. so the other day, for example, in one of the schools that I was in, 
uh, giving my usual uh, you know pep talks and motivational talks mm-hmm. uh, and some of the students as usual came up and said we want to, these are high school students want to be a, a neurosurgeon so i said okay if you want to be a neurosurgeon and you're so bold about that eh, mm-hmm. and you're in form three eh, mm-hmm. okay tell me what actually is a neurosurgeon they have mm-hmm. no idea mm-hmm. then i take them i said let's go further what is a neuron Mm-hmm. Before we go now to surgery of the, the neuron, neuron. Mm. because the <laughs> is, is, operat- is operating on the neuron. Yeah. Guys do not know about the differentiated, differentiated cell that is mm. called a neuron mm. and the basic properties of a neuron mm. vis-a-vis an epithelial cell mm. or any other yeah, cell that biology is there. Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm now. Because we want people to learn about neurotransmitters, including serotonin, which is activated by morning sunlight and all that because mm. we also have issues right now with mental health yeah. that is pervading mm. the country and stuff. the world mm. so basic biology yeah. would teach them yes. that you need a dose of serotonin S- yes. to, sunshine mm. to mm. and that's activated by the sunshine in the morning so mm. the sun is not just in the morning to wake you up mm. but it's actually to activate all the other uh, neurotransmitters as well yeah, nice. so that yeah. you're healthy and this is also some mm. of the basis of yes. uh, neurosurgery and in mm. fact that has brought me to a very good thought I have, I have a very dear friend called Dr. Beverly Jabachasram she's a consultant neurosurgeon at uh, at Aga Khan yeah she came for one of our exactly events, having studied in UK for almost 17 years yeah. to get that so in fact we'll need we'll to bring her on the podcast mm-hmm. yeah, she's been so here for one of our events actually very two very uh, actually two two events yeah, yeah. so mm. thank you Julius for mm. bringing that yes and one of the things that uh, when you're speaking about Yuri and uh, Boniface mm. I think they're also now international DJs yes. Mm. Yes. qualify for that mm. yeah. and yeah. And taking it, uh, when I was growing up, at least it was almost taken that if you're a DJ, you're the biggest sinner on the block. Yes. <laughs> so you don't even dare. And then today they are paid more than doctors. Yeah. You know this yeah. life is uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I'm happy about that. Yeah. I think the school in, uh, in Colorado, which was started by my friend, mm. uh, that they initially went to, and uh, uh, can you walk them through? And they went to the school f- and they, they would wait tables yes but they were determined yes. to do it and yes. they finished yes uh so it's they, an they experimental went, school they went to watson institute yes mm-hmm. uh what a lot of people don't understand is that the u.s has very organized summer programs mm-hmm. over, the, over the summer program okay interesting now these particular programs and this particular watson institute one and mm. my daughter went to one called lean gap okay mm. they are very difficult to get in Okay. Yeah. Very, very difficult to yeah. get in. But when you go in and uh, they take you through these entrepreneurial programs and training. Yeah. First of all, it's definitely networks of a lifetime. Yeah, yes. the, the elite yes. schools. Because yes. they are elite schools. based on the yeah. legacy yes. plans. Mm. Yes. So, for example, where my daughter went to the Linga program, they took 40 uh, students. Uh, from the world. From around the world. Mm. She was the only black African. Wow. Mm. Which is really sad. Yeah. No, yeah. reality. Yes. It's a reality. Mm. Yeah, so where are the yeah. black Africans? But now for, for my daughter Christy to actually go to Linga, yeah. she went to Linga because of other mentees earlier in our program who had wanted to go there, but life was such that they were not able to raise the $8,000 they needed to go there. Mm. So one of the things that I then learned, because of, for me I'm a progressive learner, yes. is also teach these kids how to fundraise. So when my daughter hit me with this invoice of $8,000, I said, wait a minute, mm. I have taught you how to fundraise. Wow. Mm. Let us see you raise this fund. I think Teddy, you're also one of those who contributed to her. Mm. Yes, but also uh, <laughs> I, I told you a way of fundraising, yeah. of, of breaking it down yes. into smaller pieces. Yes. So, that if you, mm. so that if you tell me 500, 
dollars, it's better than if you tell me eight thousand. Exactly, yes. you can exactly. get yes. as many as sixteen people each to fund it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. so now for my daughter to eventually be able to raise eight thousand dollars equivalent. Yes. Okay, over a three-month period. Yeah. And she was fifteen years old. Wow. I get very upset when I find people coming to me and telling me we want to raise 20,000 shillings to Meshindua. Mm. So I say, if mentored kids, 15 years, she's mm. able to raise that amount. Mm. I didn't yes. have that money. Mm. Yeah, but she understood how to present herself to potential uh, you know, people who are interested in her cause. Mm. She knew how to write her profile, share her profile. She knew how to present her, her need. She knew how to do. And she did this on her own. Mm. So what would happen is a few parents uh, and a few other people that I know, like Simon, would call me very upset and say, Bernard, boss, give a mammon in bias. So you call me and tell me that you need money. <laughs> that it's an Arambe. <laughs> yeah. I said, no, no, no. It's not mammon in bias. Mm. She has a program that she wants to run and she's taking the responsibility. Uh, for and it. getting the skills of a lifetime. Uh. And getting the skills of, of a lifetime. So uh, you can, uh, in your calling me, I'll confirm that, yes, it's true. It's not a scam. Mm. It's true that she actually needs to raise this money. Mm. And please, I'm requesting her to have that conversation with you guys. Mm. This girl raised that money, went for that program, turned 16 after the program in Los Angeles, California. Wow. The average young person who is in school does not even have a passport. Mm. The average young person is not able to tell us anything about how the world really looks like mm. because here's a young girl who's able to get onto a flight by herself, mm. fly to New York, okay, meet our mentors in New York, do a few things with them, go to Baltimore, meet our other mentors there. But Bear in mind, she's 15. Yeah, 15. Fly across from Baltimore eh, to San Francisco. Okay? Stay there for that program over that period. Or was it eight weeks? Get onto a bus by herself. Go all the way to Los Angeles. Wow. <laughs> Stay with our other mentor there for another two weeks and then fly back. And then the greatest joke about it is, uh, you know, her mother was very concerned. I, Bana, you know. Hey, Isn't this dangerous? She's missing school because, <laughs> because she missed half of second term. Wow. Mm. So she's missing school. A headmistress, I don't want to mention the school, was mm. very pissed off with me. But I it said, was a local Kenyan uh, local high Kenyan school. Where she was mm. doing KCSE. Wow. The, the local, the headmistress said, I'm the most irresponsible parent right. I've ever met. Yes. Mm. How, how do you give your daughter permission to go across the seas like this? So guess what? In the next entrance exam, who gets the highest marks? Are you the serious? Kid, yes, the kid mm. who has not been there. Why? Mm. Because she has been she has been motivated mm. by that opportunity. Her eyes have opened. Her life skills have grown. Mm. She's got to understand what geography is when we are discussing latitude and longitude and mm. timelines mm. Yes. and uh, and time zones and whatnot. Okay. And, and, and seasons. And seasons mm. and all yeah. those. She's yeah. not just reading it theory in the book. Mm. Okay. She's got to understand how governments work as and mm. when you have to present a passport. Your papers. Mm. Yeah. White. What What does it mean to present a passport? What does it mean to get a visa? What does it mean? She has understood those kind of processes. Let me tell you, she's gone through the curriculum. Mm. Other than now specifics of chemistry and titration and the rest, mm. yeah. she has gone through literally what the school academic programs are supposed to expect. Yeah, expects mm. her to have. As a result of that, mm. with all due respect, yes. having been harassed for four years, being told you're the worst parent in this school, yes. your child is absenteeism is, is through the roof. Yes. Mm. 94 of them did KCSE. Uh-huh. She was the second highest in the school. Wow. wow. Yeah. How wow. does that happen wow. unless wow. what we are actually doing works? Works. Mm. And which... Uh, That's amazing. And yes. which comes to the big... So uh, so, so the, the life in high school is much richer with this experience. <laughs> mm. I wish I had this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Me too, man. And, and which is mm. why uh, one of the most important things I wanted uh, Julius to do this uh, exit interview before he leaves mm. because I believe, I'm a believer, like 
like initially we were early believers of Africa stocking. Yes. Even when it was nothing. Yeah. Or uh, and we grew it and we built it and we're very proud of it. Yeah. yeah. And in the same way, as I told you, I had an experience of being in, in uh, 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 a sponsor for education opportunity. Yeah. They walked us through the and we worked for in Wall Street in also their financial uh, philanthropic organizations mm-hmm. like I also worked for Edwin Gould Foundation mm-hmm. yeah. from the Robert Baron Edwin Gould mm-hmm. who, who built America but left most of his money to help uh, Whoa. people like us and See others. Yes, eh? yes, Edwin Gould, look him up. Yes. And, uh, and uh, so Michael Oshowitz is uh, mm. one who started sponsors of education opportunities, a Jewish man, probably is now in his 80s or 90s. Yes. But what I wanted to say in short is that what Julius, you have just said, that's the Akkad way. Yeah. That's the primary reason I wanted you to even come here yeah. and articulate it so that people see that there's something fundamentally wrong with the educational system. Mm. And and they may reject your way or all these kind of things, but it works. Yes. Yeah. It's proven it that works. it works because yeah. even Ernest Ocheng or Odiambo, yes. Ernest Ocheng, when I first met him, yes. I don't think he qualified to go to <laughs> Harvard. <laughs> at the first time, but you worked, you panel beaten, oh, yeah, and uh, all these kind of things, interesting, so, yeah. So, yeah, until he, he arrived at Harvard, yes. So, he was a Jake yeah. or what you know, he, he, he yeah, was, tell us about that story. No, yeah, and yeah. Ernest was one of the young men who was our mentees from uh, from uh, Alliance. He came in actually in our gap year program, okay. Mm. So, he didn't, we were not, we didn't engage with him within high school, but after high school, we have our gap year program, okay. Yeah. So, he came into the gap year program and he was very motivated, incredibly motivated young man. Mm. And we gave him a lot of hard work to do, mm. honestly. I, 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 This young man was living in Rongai. Mm-hmm. We have uh, events that are, are starting in uh, CBD, Nairobi CBD at mm-hmm. 7 a.m. This mm-hmm. guy has to wake up at 4.30 a.m. Wow. At 5.30 now we'll be getting a matatu to come into town so that mm. he can be able now to start getting involved in this program. Yeah. Other people want to roll out of bed at 10, yeah. you know, and yeah. take it easy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. so we took him through. <laughs> I like the way you're Do I feel like that's me? <laughs> it's, it's, it's identifying him. Yeah? I'm, I'm, if I'm, 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 I'm going to close the bone. Yeah? I, need to, I need to ease off. Uh, no, no, carry on. Yeah. Yeah, so so my, pro, my, my point is that through that gap year program, yeah. he has to meet all these top mentors. Yeah. Okay, he gets to meet people like Teddy here. He gets mm. to meet the, Dr. Vimalsha. Mm. We push him. You know, he gets to understand how to introduce how to aspire highly, how to present himself, how to, you know, like one of the things we, we I'm sorry, we're very unfair, we, we make jokes of him because the first time we put him on national TV, he turned up in a T-shirt. That's okay. one of the things we've never <laughs> forgiven him for. <laughs> but now that he's with Facebook and he's with Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, things are serious. He can wear his he T-shirt. Can wear a t-shirt. <laughs> That's crazy. And in fact, funny enough, now he has gone to Tweed Jackets. Uh, oh, so, nice. So he was here oh. recently. Yeah. And I saw him with a Tweed Jacket at... Uh, and Julius organized for us to to meet them at Park Parklands Parklands Sports Parklands Club. Sports yes. Club. Yes. yes. And majority of the events are done at um, MOW Club in M-O- C. Yes. yes. Uh, because that's where Julius has his home. Yes. His original home near there. Yes. But what I wanted to say about also uh, uh, Eric mm. is that Eric subsequently went to Harvard mm-hmm. and then. Now works for Facebook, mm. so I asked him when I saw him there using the Akkad way. Yes, mm. exactly. Yes. It does work. Yes. It's it's yes. verifiable. Amazing. It's yeah. uh, scalable <laughs> and it's repeatable. Yes, so, so it's a scientific uh, yeah. based on scientific yeah. outcomes yeah. Yes. and results. Yes. Yes. and so I stand with that. But what he, what he so I'd ask him when you met. Uh, I asked him, "Have you met Zuckerberg?" Mm. He said, "Okay, well, we just met on the on the." 
on the Zoom water, Skype. No, oh. no, no, water hole. Ah, at the water cooler. No, no, no yes. at the water cooler. So, mm. which is a nice thing. So, I said, hi, what I'm doing. Then I said, what did he ask you? Uh, and things like that. And so, at least he shared a few things that he was in Harvard. And, of course, you know, Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard. Interesting. He had Harvard people now working for him. Nice. So, they had that kind of conversation. Yeah. But uh, what I was just trying to prime in his mind is that uh, is he using that opportunity to actually meet the person who began the company. Yes. Before, because it would be very sad to be at such a place and you don't meet the creators or the founders and engage them because as an African, mm. my ideology is because Julius has talked about asking the mentees to have a vision. Yeah. My vision is always for Africans to go back, to, to go to the States or mm. wherever they will go in the world mm. and then to come back and build Africa. If they don't want to build the whole of Africa, yeah. they can build their village. Yeah, if they don't yeah, want yeah. to build their village, they can build their immediate family members. Mm. It's, it's extremely important because when people were asking me now about the Queen of England, yeah, I went. Julius and I went to a school that was, was called the Duke of York, okay. basically named after the father of Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, uh, Elizabeth II uh, uh, Rex, as they call her, ER. Mm. So... My question was that if some people ask, did Britain or Her Majesty do wrong mm. by conquering or colonizing Africa? Mm-hmm. And that's a big debate right it's now. It's a rhetorical question I'm yes. asking. Mm. But yes. I need you to think about it for a while. Mm. And also, what prevents the African, now that we know what we know, to, to claw back on what was taken from us? Yes. or either, but Why are we waiting? Yes. And what are we waiting for? So that's the question that I have uh, for the listeners. Mm. And then I'll take it back to Julius because his reason for starting ACAD and all that is also to equip these youngsters. Mm-hmm. And, and just like a, a prophet who is not appreciated at home mm. or because the biggest pastime for Africans is waiting. Mm. I'm also an African. <laughs> they are waiting. I'm going to church. They are waiting. <laughs> they are waiting. Says the reverend. <laughs> yes, yes. They are waiting. Yeah. <laughs> they are waiting yeah. for Julius yeah. to be there tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. And then I say, this is an exit interview. He's going to Dubai. Mm. Basically, yeah, this is more or less immigrating to Dubai mm. to be with his better half. Mm. So I said, let us have the Kenyans and the Africans who've been here. Because you has been here for 12 years. 12 years. Mm. And 12 years is such a long time. Why would you now start chasing him last minute? Yes. Mm. And he was here for all the yeah. 12 years. Yeah. And I have, a, <laughs> I have almost a similar story. Yeah. Now, when I had sometimes something, now that I want to come back and rebuild and we help take Africa stock into the next level, mm-hmm. some people are now chasing me saying, want to do X, Y, Z. Because now they have seen me on some videos for okay. 18 and all that. So now suddenly... Mm. Guys are like, oh, so we have something for you to do. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm asking them, yeah. if I had the time to engage you and you didn't want to engage me, unintentionally, I've been in the village and I'll continue being in the village because I want Africans to learn that we need to build our own countries. Mm. And, our, and our countries start from the villages. Some yeah. people yeah. may not be able to take the villages, uh, on leave there, mm. but but Kisumu Airport is just forty five minutes from my village. Mm-hmm. If you are driving at the right speed, right, mm. and then the truth is that you have internet, mm. and, and 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 if you're a disciplined worker or person, 
then you can work remotely and execute from anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm keen. Like when we did this a few months ago, we did something close to when you had the first had with uh, Professor Betangen demo. Yes. He shared about his life, things that people didn't even know. And in fact, he even cautioned us about this hunger and famine mm. that we're having now. And that was on May 31st. Mm. He said it with his own mouth. That guys from uh, August, September, we're going to have a big famine. And if mm. the government doesn't do X, Y, Z, come February. There'll be no food in November. Yeah, we'll be in such trouble. And yeah. this was said here. Yeah. And now he's working in Brussels, yeah. in Belgium. What I'm trying to say is, Africans, my fellow Africans, mm. please engage each other mm. so that the wealth of Africa is also used in Africa and benefits also Africa. Yeah. See that when yeah. the person is still there. Yeah. Because there's no point of coming then to the funeral and you're crying uh, so much, yeah. pretending. But the person was there and they're walking now all amongst alone. you yeah. all yeah. along. Yeah. And you're not engaging them. Mm. Yeah, so, so, so that's why uh, for Julius, I think uh, Eric Ching, among others, having now is working for Facebook in, in the US. And uh, he... He, he keeps on coming back home to support his family and mm. uh, also his friends. Mm -hmm. We also have, which you can speak briefly about so that they see the varied examples, mm. because I had the opportunity to, to um, the number 10 of 17 children. Mm. And my father was a very handy, it was very present and uh, he liked engaging us to work with him. Mm. So my job was, my father had a Renault TS-16, mm -hmm. uh, white in color, KMN-547. Wow. Mine was cleaning the wheels. <laughs> and I polished those wheels mm. like there was no tomorrow. Uh. And the other job that I had was to water my father's favorite plants. Interesting. And the third job that I had at home was to polish my father and mother's shoes spotlessly. Mm. Yeah. This was my daily task. Mm. And the reason why I'm saying this is because ACAD is also task-oriented. Yes. Mm, These yes. kids are given something to do mm. and a structure to follow mm -hmm. because some of them may not have that structure or may never have even seen that structure, yes. including even just holding their forks and spoons properly. Mm. Ah. Or, yes, or, uh, and I'll ask him to speak about the latest, because uh, the last one in MOW and the kids came from Madare. Yes. So he'll speak a bit about that. Mm. But I wanted you to speak about the idea that... Uh, You've been a father figure to them. And what lately I've noticed, which uh, uh, has happened because of the passing of time, mm. some of the mentees are getting married. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, they're about two or three this week, or two, I think two, Eric they're, they're, and. Uh, they're, they're three, actually. Yeah, and yeah. Michael and somebody. So oh, yeah. you could also share about those because mm. we want Akkad and yourself to be an embodiment mm. of what can be. If young African youngsters, somebody holds their hands mm -hmm. or shows them the way. Yeah. Mm. And uh, because even for me, part of the reason why we're here at Africa Stalking mm. is that by the grace of the Almighty, in 2000, I had the grace to hold the hands of the founders of Africa Stalking. Mm. So you see that? Yes. And yes. these things do work. Yes. Mm. And it's not magic. Sometimes mm. I may play it or you might think it's magic that you're actually doing it yourself. Mm. But at that, those points, I usually let people to lead themselves. Mm. They, they'll be thinking they're leading themselves, mm. but I'm actually leading them. Yes. Mm. So that's my style. Yes. Yes. See yeah. that? Yes. So yes. you can speak about those three people and how you've created a structure 
including for some of my favorites like Chama mm -hmm. and her sister, uh, because the first time when I came to Akkad and they encountered me on the Zoom, they kept on asking, who is this guy? Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Maybe you can start with that. <laughs> mm. whenever, whenever people ask that question, I tell them, you have no clue. Then I ask them, do you really want to know? Yeah. Do you want to pay the price of knowing who this guy is? Because yeah. it's not just academic knowledge. You'll have to put things into practice. Yeah. And yeah. I love it when now Ted is able to ask serious, hard-pointed questions, especially mm. like now, over the last year or so, through his I Am poem, you know, mm. where he's able to have uh, young people uh, understand and express who they are, okay. you know, based on where they come from, what is mm. their history, what is their lineage. And then that, for example, is one of the key things that we do in our Akkad way. Mm. We want young people to be able to know who they are and to be able to express it mm. and to do so confidently. Mm. Because you can't want to go to some of these top institutional places, you know, yeah. that where you'll be the only black person in a sea of white people. Yeah. And you don't know who you are. Yeah. And you're not even proud of where you come from and mm. you're proud of your lineage. Mm. And by the way, that's one of the key things that will come out in your essays when you're... Yeah. Uh, you know, I was actually going to talk about the essay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a practice towards it. This is a practice. So so yeah. some of my young people, when we invite them now to write these essays, they feel too lazy. They're not mm. willing to do that. They did it for KCAC, you know, mm. English compo yeah. composition. Yeah. Why should they write any further essays? I say, Sour, you don't mm. feel like writing essays? Don't write any essays. So guess what happens at the end of the gap year program? They need a recommendation for, you know, they've got an, uh, they make an application such and such a place. Yeah. And so now they share with me what the application uh, essay looks like. And I look at this thing and I laugh. And one of the saddest things that I used to tell some of these guys is that, look, and this was much earlier on, you have finished from four, you're writing an application essay to some of these top places. My daughter is in standard six. She can do a better job of mm. writing an essay like this. Mm. She's not even been in high school. So please, for things like this, feel free not to use the ACAD name. Do not say you're even associated with <laughs> Because you refuse to write essays. Mm. All you remember on writing essays was for KCAC. Mm. And maybe all you're doing was copy-pasting at that time, you know? So quite honestly, so quite honestly, relax. Now, when you write essays, uh, and you'll probably hear this from some of the mentees, they write me a two-page essay, I reply with a six-page uh, response. Mm -hmm. So some of them feel crushed. Because I am analyzing everything that they have written. Well, guess what? I am analyzing it so that you can know how to improve. I'm not analyzing mm. it because I'm trying to show you I'm cleverer than you and mm. I can be able to do better. Yeah. It is when these young people go through that process. If we just use a gap year as, as an example, there are 10 particular core subjects that I take them through. Mm -hmm. So at the end of that period, you should have written a minimum of 10 essays. Mm. Mm. But if I have responded to your essay and I've shown you where the mistakes are, you need to rewrite the essay. Mm -hmm. Chances mm -hmm. are you're not going to get it right the first five times. Yeah. Mm. But by the fifth time, now you'll have understood what it means to, you know, to flow like this, to write this, to do the other. Okay? So that if and when you're now making an application essay, uh, to Harvard, to Stanford, to UPenn, to Yale, or whatever it is, to Cambridge. Yes. Mm. You already understand how to express who you are. Mm -hmm. You understand how to address the issues they are, uh, they are asking. Mm. You know, this is not KCSE. This mm. is different. Mm. Okay, the marking scheme in quotes yeah. is radically different. Exactly. And actually, Julius, mm. you, uh, let the viewers know that essay is just 500 words. Yes. Mm. So you have to be very pithy. Yes. Mm. You cannot start telling me all your problems about your personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 500 words. Yes. Yeah. You need to uh, hit the nail on the head mm -hmm. and distinguish yourself among possibly a pile of 10,000 yes. yeah. applicants. Yeah. So yeah. you really must be mm. a standard yeah. and an exceptional. And this 
kind of is, and in fact, this is a skill mm. you'll use for the rest of your life. Mm. Because mm. Yes. even when you're presenting, because offices and places of work and other places, they, those have office politics and what yeah, have you. So yeah. the way you express yourself determines whether you sail or you or, 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 or you, you sink. sink. Yeah. And 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 so this is a lifelong skill mm. and uh, and a, and a lifelong uh, learning skill mm. that you then get because. Believe it or not, uh, and this, because uh, now we're speaking about uh, the Queen uh, Elizabeth's time. Yes. She's gone. Yes. Mm. The truth of the matter is that uh, some Westerners mm. may judge you harshly mm. if they look at your document and say, oh gosh, look at the way this African is and everything. And then they can just trash your stuff. Mm. And when you write for interviews, mm -hmm. uh, to be interviewed at a job, yeah. there's a piece of writing they ask for. Yeah. So they ask that to see how you think yeah. and if you think clearly. Mm -hmm. Because what Julius is not necessarily mentioning, some people will tell him he's writing well, but what, what often people even here in Kenya forget is that the person who is writing well is actually thinking very clearly yes. and yes. thinking uh -huh. very well yes. as a consequence of their intellect, intelligence and knowledge. Yes. Mm. So that is forgotten. And they say, oh gosh, you write well. And because they don't want to pay you a compliment that they, they, that they think you're smart or sharp. Yeah. Because just, that's oh, the oh, you write well, but, but writing well just doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm. That's true. There's a basis for it. So mm. there's a discipline around it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'd like to make sure that uh, the people who have come to ACAD mm. speak clearly and authoritatively, mm. both on paper mm. and by their voice. Because a lot of Kenyans like putting their hands on their mouth when they're speaking, or yeah. they muffle yeah. their voice, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they chew their, their, their nails. Their, 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 their nails. Yeah. And the world doesn't have so much time. In fact, uh -huh. in a place like in New York, <laughs> if you, are, you don't express yourself or showcase yourself with an executive presence within the first three seconds, you're thrown away. Wow. There are almost 17 million people. So fighting for the chances. Fighting for the chances. So this skill is a fundamental skill. Yeah. And it's a very important skill. Mm. And that's why And I'd very like underrated. Underrated. And mm. that's why if the Almighty blesses, it will be good for him to uh, package this and to sell it in bits, whether it's sold as a dollar. Especially to startups. Yeah, or two dollars, exactly. In Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Trying and to fact, raise funds. And in mm -hmm. fact, yes, exactly. yes, and in yes, fact yes. Julius, I have uh, your initial card, which I'll, because <laughs> maybe we'll create an Africa Stocking Museum here. Mm. I think I have the original <laughs> cards where uh, Graham's card is written, uh, client service, yeah. and then mine is written head of business development. Yeah. Uh, they will have one for us on call CEO. Yeah. We even have one Which for you. actually started our office. No, yes. for I, a did. Couple I did. Of I did some work. So in 2010. So, so, so I have yes. a card that uh, when uh, the Kisumu Museum will be showcasing my work in December for a month, mm. I'm going to put all these things on the Son of the Nile exhibition. Mm. Yeah. Just to show people how journeys are and how they are intertwined. Mm. So, so Julius, you would uh, briefly speak about the the Chamasis, the one who is a doctor, a student, yeah. and the one who is mm. now at Savannah. Mm -hmm. Because initially she didn't even like her name yes. before she did this I Am From Poem, and there was a transformation. Yes. Mm. And now she likes and embraces her name, yeah. and consequently her identity. Mm. She's a granddaughter of Dr. Hezron Manduku, okay. who did a lot of work in uh, Kisi. Mm. But you can speak about that particular family. Then the other thing you can speak about is uh, 
is uh, is some of the travels uh, uh, I've done with you, mm-hmm. and you can speak about uh, you can speak about about uh, which you didn't say, but I think you also learned something along the way mm. of your veterinary uh, school education. Yes, mm. they, 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 there's a certain way of either thinking or seeing the world or seeing things that you learn from there. Mm. So you can you can tell us the most important lesson or your biggest highlight mm. when you're at uh, the veterinary school. And you can then also speak with us briefly about uh, whenever you left the veterinary school. Yeah. I'll remind you. So you'll don't, remind okay, it. No, don't, okay. don't worry about this. <laughs> don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Mm. Okay. So you could also then tell us at veterinary school, you had the privilege of meeting and knowing also the farmer Chesire. Yeah. So, because we're celebrating 12 years of Africa's talking, and consequently, Africa's talking is part of the Republic of Kenya mm. and the history of Kenya. Mm. So, we'd like you to speak uh, about that relationship and also about you uh, taking me to to Mama Zipora Kitoni's home, Siro uh, uh, Hotel, uh, which the Kiprono Kitoni took me after that, because this is a very pertinent part of Kenya. Mm. And you're a Kenyan as well. And we're just storing and recording and amplifying mm. our history as a republic. Mm. And uh, so if you could share those, uh, we'd, be, we'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, just that. before we get there, there was a previous one you'd asked me about the young people of Mathare. Yes. And uh, we as ACAD had been partnering with an organization known as Missions of Hope International. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And Missions of Hope International sponsors students uh, from Madari. Mm. These guys are sponsoring students from uh, basically kindergarten, uh, primary, high school, and for those who now you know, make it, they're actually sponsored through college. Wow. This particular organization raises funds and totally takes care of over 25,000 students. Mm. Run by a gentleman called Dr. Wallace Kamau. An mm. amazing gentleman. Amazing people. So we were invited to engage with them so that we could help some of these young people have hope. Mm. And we specifically went to their two schools, Joska Girls uh, mm. and Ndovoyuni uh, Boys. Mm. Those are schools that are actually set up by these guys specifically for these students. Can wow. you imagine? Mm. Wow. And then others are scattered in schools across uh, the country. So we've yes. run various mentorship programs for them. Uh, the last one that I did was for this, uh, the ones who are you know, in the top uh, academic areas. Okay. We had about 25 of them that I now, you know, had them for, for two days. Prior to them, we had others join us during our own ACAD seminars. Mm. And before that, we now go to the schools and spend, you know, five, six hours with them, uh, speaking to them, challenging them to wake up and telling them to do a few things. So one of the things that we have now asked of them is yeah. that we want to be able to take a minimum of, of uh, the top boy and the top girl. Mm-hmm. Preferably, we should have four top boys and four top girls, but resources might become a problem. Okay. Yeah. And have them now come and visit me in Dubai for a week. Okay. Now, bear in mind, these are children who are coming from Madari. Yes, mm. yes, yes. So I have requested the institution, and specifically the leaders, and mm. they, I think they're not too happy with me. Mm. I want them to spend at least a week with these kids mm-hmm. before they get on the flight and come to Dubai. Mm. Because there are certain things that one needs to learn. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll not go into detail. Yes. Mm. So, so when you get there, I can now spend a week not having to teach you the basics of how to do certain things. Yes. Mm. And I'm saying this because we have uh, hosted kids in our home mm. uh, from Western, from Coast, from Machakos. 
uh, over the years because mm. we are trying to get the the top kids to be able to understand there is more to life to open their eyes and their hearts and their minds to so many more things interesting and if you're going to be spending too much time on basics with all your respect like how yeah. to use a toilet then yeah. you're not going to be spending time with the, you're not going to be spending productive time with these brilliant kids mm. so let's have a week for them before you know they they catch on catch that flight mm. let's th- let them go through the entire process of that documentation and for the organization let them be able to wow. uh, we've given them the criteria five criteria of how you're going to choose these kids yes based on the five criteria for for our arcade application criteria for going to kind of share that yes for, for going abroad number yes. one yes what is their leadership like yes mm. and we have to have a whole conversation about what leadership is number two what are your solutions to society mm-hmm. number three how are you quantifying your corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. number four how do your academics look like Remember, mm-hmm. we're not starting with academics. Mm-hmm. How do your academics look like, number four? And then number five, how are your references like? Okay. So if you're able to have those five basics and you're able to now do the profile writing as we require it done, we have an outline of yes. that, as well as uh, tell us about your solutions to society. And again, we have a format for that. Yes. Then we can start having a conversation. Unfortunately, the 80-20 rule uh, persists here. Mm. 80% of them want to sit back and Graham should find the solutions and then I should benefit from Mm. Then he should go and start setting up Africa's talking, and I should just come and just enjoy because after all, you know. So we are not solution oriented. Mm. So if we can have those two basic ones, yeah, at most would like at least four, four mm. guys, four girls, and four boys. Mm. Bring mm. them over to Dubai, spend a week with them, take them around, show them what these, how these guys have created this place from nothing. Yes, and then bring them back. And we want kids who are in Form 2 so that they're in the educational system for Form 2, Form 3, Form 4, another three years, and let that impact, that experience impact them in terms of how are they going to translate it to their own studies. Yes. Now, when people think I'm crazy for doing this, one of the things I did with my daughter as an example is that she did a full month of a law internship in Botswana. Mm-hmm. A full month. Okay. She was in Form 2. Okay. How is somebody in Form 2 doing a law internship for a month? And that process wow. included, and Teddy has always talked to me about this, included our traveling to Botswana by road so that mm. she can see and understand how Africa is. Yes. Understand the geography, understand the languages, understand the people, go to the Victoria Falls, okay? This yeah. is from two, by the way. Okay. You can imagine. Yeah. How that now starts impacting and changing your thinking. Because Africa is not limited to your village. Mm. It's not limited to the town you've come from. It's mm. not just Kenya. Now she can talk about Uganda, she can talk mm. about Tanzania, she can mm. talk about Zambia, she can talk about Zimbabwe, yeah? because she's been there, she's seen it. She can talk mm. about Botswana. Mm. She can talk about different languages and cultures and experiences. So when now we come to doing subjects like history, mm. what is the history of the African people? And Teddy talked about the queen. Yes. How does that history now tie in with all of us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from there now, uh, you wanted me to mention these other things that I'm not yes. forgetting. So, so, so also to underscore that, the best time to go for an exchange program mm. worldwide is proven uh-huh. is between the ages of 15 and 16. Yes. Interesting. Because that completely changes your worldview. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was not able to go for one when I was in Anana because, mm. uh, funny enough, mm. I was the one organizing for it. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So <laughs> when uh, my book was being released at... Uh, at uh, Trademark Hotel, yes, mm. uh, Dr. Beverly Jebet Chesrem talked about that. Mm. So the teachers found it strange that I was doing it, but uh, I thought it was important to help them organize 
an exchange program between Norton, okay. uh, Norton School in in Stockton on Tees, mm-hmm. in uh, in the northern part of England, which is the industrial district. Okay, yeah. and uh, bet- and between Lenana and Precious Blood, uh-huh. so five uh, girls from Lenana from Precious Blood, Reruta. Yes, five boys from Lenana School, and then they go there for three weeks. Wow! So I want to give a bit of a highlight. So when they had gone. It was, I believe it was 1995. Mm. The Lion King had just come. Okay. And the Brits were crazy about the songs uh-huh. and about the movie and everything. Yes. And one question that was asked for one of my first mentees ever called Marlon Ingaiwa Kidiga. Mm. Now Dr. Kidiga is a pharmacist in, in New, New Jersey. Wow. He was asked how do glaciers form and he mm. actually explained it because he had learned it in geography in school. Mm-hmm. At Lenana School taught mm-hmm. by Mrs. Frida Wamanga. Mm-hmm. But what even was crazy is that Dr. Je- now Dr. Jebet, now Dr. Pauline, uh, uh, Pauline, uh, Nduko, and uh, Musembi, Kilonzo, Mutula Kilonzo's son, okay. Jimmy, and all these guys, when they're being asked to do the math, they were not using calculators. Because in Kenya, we, those days, usually, yes. You know, even time, until after high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly, we were never using calculators. So they were. They were Eight for four, should math. come back. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they're finishing, yeah, they're yeah. finishing the math problems mm. before these English lads and mm. lasses. Mm. You see that? Mm. So it gave them Confident. a supremely self-confident mind yeah. that if you can beat these guys in math, mm. then we're really good. Mm. So majority of the guys you know, out of the 10, I think eight out of the 10, Want to study overseas of that experience. That's so amazing. Yes. it became yes. one of the best things I think that I've done. Because mm. then I used to run a club called People, Places, and Plans. Mm. And because back in I, high school. Back in high school. <laughs> because I was in fourth form, mm. then I couldn't go because it was a, yeah. a two year. After every two years is when we do the exchange. Mm. Okay. And also after every two years they come to us. Mm-hmm. And when I took uh, my friend, the right honorable uh, Raila Molo Dinga to Lenana. Yes. In the first Mashuja Day celebration, yes. post the 2010 constitution, yes. one of the primary things I wanted to be revived <laughs> was <laughs> that people exchange places program. And yes. Yes. Yeah, people, yes. places, and plans, and that mm. not on uh, Kenya link. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that? Mm. And, uh, and because I found them, and then later, which surprised me, I was invited to join Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt Futures. Yes. It's SchmidtFutures.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we'll be going for the first time next year because now... After COVID. World, after post-COVID. Mm. But the interesting thing about it is that Schmidt, who was the CEO of Google for 10 years mm. and the chairman of Alphabet, and he really made the stakes of Google go up. Mm. He started a program called Schmidt Futures mm. to power people who power people okay. to change societies. Okay. Mm. Basically. Okay. okay. So... He has a unique program called Rise Challenge, mm. which is actually being run by a Kenyan, oh, wow. uh, uh, Dr. Rutenberg, mm. uh, Dr. Kamau Rutenberg. Okay. And it's called the Rise Challenge. Mm. So he picks kids from 15 to 17 years. Mm-hmm. And you're given uh, skills development, like mm-hmm. exactly what Aka does. Yes. Mm. And he does something then even more extraordinary or on top of that, because mm. he can, mm. he funds your project for your lifetime. Wow. You see that? Uh-huh. So I wanted to bring that so that we can have a, a continuation of these opportunities at that age mm. because they often say a good entrepreneur should already start practicing by the time they're 17. Yes. Okay. Yes. Latest 25. Yes. Wow. After that, then you can be one, mm. but 
it you'll will always be, just miss you'll be the mark. You'll be struggling. <laughs> but yes. miracles happen. Miracles, right? like General mm. Sanders. I went to school. <laughs> yes, like General KFC Sanders. story. Yeah, KFC story <laughs> happens, but that's far and in between. Yeah. But for the real deal. Or it takes a really yeah, sheer yeah, yeah, like even, even, amount even, of yeah, Even what she said about Christine. Yeah. Christine, what Judas is in Christine was invited to the to study law in Kenya. I mm-hmm. don't know where yeah. she is now. Yeah, yeah. Studying. She, she's, she's chosen, uh, well, because of confidentiality. She does not want me to share the details. But okay. she, she was admitted to do law. Okay, you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But she got a better offer yes. where she is. Exactly. And so yeah. she's studying, uh, in, you know, let me not uh, go there. Well, that's mm. okay. She'll catch up with me. Uh, <laughs> and I'll you a bit. But, she, but she's gotten a better offer. That's the point. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and it's good to have offers. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, options. And, Poverty and, is a lack and, of and, options. And, and, yeah. By the way, mm. actually... Julius is saying a very important thing. Mm. So I like this because I I like the idea of, of, of marrying service to critical thinking. Okay. And like in, in America, they always say, why are blacks the way they are? <laughs> or why is it that Mexicans are in bodegas mm. and favelas and all these kind of things? Mm. They don't usually ask, what is the edifice that created those fazelas, ghettos, and all that? Mm. So I like the idea of marrying critical thinking yes. with service. Yes. And you've done service to your daughter. Yeah. Granted, she's your daughter, but yes. she's also, also done it for other mentees in Aka yeah. yes. or no. other relatives. Yes. What I'm trying to say is that you've spoken about a very important word. And that's actually the primary reason I went to the States. Mm. You have choices. Mm-hmm. You have multiple choices. Mm. In Kenya, the multiple choices are only limited to exams, KCPE. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and a couple of uh, public unis. Public yeah. unis, you see mm. that. Mm. So if you have choices, mm. then you have just said now she has gotten a better offer yes. than what yeah. uh, Kenya or KU or whatever university she was going could to have go given to her, yeah. could have given her. Yes. Mm. Could you speak a bit uh, about one of Akkad's uh, important... Uh, way, mm. which is negotiation. Because ah, you need that negotiation that. whether you're mm. about to get married, yes. mm. to go to school, <laughs> yeah. to get a pay pay rise. Mm. Yes. It's a skill that you'll carry for the rest of your pay life. life. Mm. And, and, and just to give an example, because mm. I get asked this all the time, people ask me, how much pay should I ask for? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm over telling it's, it's it's so simple. Mm. First, go and check the market rate mm-hmm. on Google mm-hmm. at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And what are you worth or how do you value yourself? Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, you, you then just give a range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, and then you move on. So yeah. you can speak yeah. about yeah. that because it's, yeah. a, it's a very important skill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even schools like Harvard or any other top tier schools, yeah. they don't beat the rest of the world because they're any smarter. They're just better packaged and yeah. better prepared yes. with the skills that are practical. Yes. And, and, and in fact, even if you go to the house of Windsor, if you are to look why they've been able to uh, have so much power, it's because their power of rhetoric is supreme and their power of writing is also supreme. Like even mm. when you saw uh, King Charles uh, repeating things that you could think he's speaking in uh, 15th century English, it's just to show you the power of words. Mm. It's to show you also the power of words when they are spoken in the right tone mm. and to the right people at the right time. Yeah. So you could have somebody who nudges you or who nags you. Mm. Those are two different words. Mm. <laughs> There's one who nudges you. Mm. There's one who nags you. Mm-hmm. So these are two different things. 
So with what he taught his daughter uh, all along, yeah. he's speaking about Christine wrote this. Christine uh, prepared for this. Christine sold this, which, is, which you haven't spoke about. If she sold the tickets for ACAD for people to get into the, some of the activities, yes. mm. you're also teaching her a fundamental life skill. Yes, and she got paid by the yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. which is good. Yeah. But what I'm wow. trying to say is, yeah. if you could walk us that, because mm. then now you've prepared her. Mm. And my goal and my wish, mm. and possible my my dream, mm. is that you should scale. You should spend a great deal of time mm. to figure mm. out how you scale ACAD to benefit Africa from wherever you are because yeah. you already have the playbook. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when, we went, when my friend Eston Kimani and I went to, to meet Jack Ma, yeah. when my friend Brian asked me, what would you like to get from Jack Ma? Mm. I told my friend Brian, who is also an Aspen fellow, mm. I told him, just give us the playbook mm. of how Alibaba was built. That's all we need. Nice. We don't need anything else. Yeah. Boy, did he spend those three and a half weeks showing us everything. Serious. Yeah. I've never been photographed as many times as all the cities we went at the cost of Alibaba. Wow. For him to just show us how they build it, including the original market called Yiwu Market. In fact, mm. you should YIWU mm-hmm. is the largest market in China where almost sorry, eighty percent of the socks that you wear or anything you wear is made and comes from. Wow. Mm. And if you buy TV you don't go there because now I'm saying, oh gosh, I'm going to buy one TV. Mm. I said, no, 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 no. Here they buy 20,000 TVs yeah. <laughs> at a go. What I'm trying to say with this, uh, Julius, is yeah. that mm. you've taught your daughter well in, 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 in relation to that. Mm. And this is something that can be scaled to all over Africa. Yes, yes. It can be done. And there are people who are funding similar models, Schmidt Futures. Exactly. So, well, well, bring the funding and then we'll talk. Mm. But just, just to answer your question, <laughs> first of all, Yes. Uh, with all due respect, my experience of uh, study at uh, Harvard Law School, yeah. program of negotiation, mm-hmm. was literally the best academic experience I've ever had in my life. With wow. all due respect. Mm. Yeah. The lecturers there, when they turn up, are so excited about their material. It's They're almost going to catch fire. They almost combust with passion and wow. interest. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then some of these guys are the guys who have written the books that you're reading mm. in the first place. So mm. it's incredible meeting people. What was sad is that I would normally be the only dark-skinned person in the room. Mm. Uh, question is, where are the other Africans? Why are they wow. not there? Mm. You know, that for me was extremely painful. Mm. But the skills that are taught there, as Teddy has said, are very well packaged. It's a proper program. You run through it, you know. And uh, for me, as I said, it was our professor at UMass Boston in dispute resolution, uh, Professor David Matz, who yeah. basically said, guys, <laughs> you have to go for this Harvard program. Mm. And... Uh, the, the, the Massachusetts educational system there of universities such that you can actually go to different universities in the same place. Nice. So that is uh, basically how I got in, and I, that was, as I said, the best experience for me. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we did recently with our mentees and our gap year program mm. was to have a, a four-hour session on what we call negotiating with Hitler. Mm. Wow. Now, some people now who, with all due respect, uh, their preferred person has lost, in, uh, you know, general election, yeah. <laughs> they feel they cannot talk to that person. Yeah. Ah. They feel they cannot engage with that person. It's part of grief. Mm. It's part of the grieving process. Okay. Mm. But now we need to teach our yani people. for our listeners, yes. they, 
Azimio Brigade mm. finds it hard you, to negotiate with the Kenya Kwanza Brigade. You're putting your knife, that uh, knife, right into my heart, but they may not have been allowed. The handshake may not have been extended. Oh, okay, okay, yes, no handshakes. Everything is possible under the sun. No, but there's no choice mm. than to extend it but yes, as my party yes. pep- members at NAC Kenya will uh, let you know one of the things I love to teach my party members is negotiation okay mm. and one of the things I taught uh, for quite a while even when party members are not happy about it mm. was how to handle inter-party negotiations mm. Mm. so we need to understand whether we are negotiating from a position or we're negotiating from interests mm. okay most people hold hardline positions how attack could you but if you understand what are the underlying interests using yes. the iceberg principle yes what you're seeing is 10% in terms of the position mm. but there's ah. 90% that is you need to explain the Heisenberg uncertainty principle mm. <laughs> it says the more you are sure about the Uh, uh, position, yes. the less you are sh- aware of the direction yes. of the particle. You yes. need to say something, man. Yes. You are exciting as now. Yes. This yes. is crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so when we speak about negotiation and we train in, in issues of negotiation, yes, those are the things that you bring out. And with all due respect, if mm. you make the mistake mm. of bringing your children to ACAD and mm. we take them through negotiation as a parent, your children will begin ripping you off the way I have been ripped off by my daughters <laughs> because they plan they know what my interests are mm-hmm. they know how to approach the subject they okay. understand the anchoring they understand uh, the opening bid they understand what concessions they are going to go through okay. they understand the whole gambit mm. eh? both from distributive negotiation to collaborative negotiation okay and therefore for me as a parent by the time I've taken three blows from this one four blows from that one another three blows I just realize do this it's easier just to give in. Mm. So we as people need to understand how to negotiate because now my, now that my mentee uh, boys and girls are getting married, yeah. you have to negotiate with your spouse mm, or potential nice. spouse. Mm. Do you understand what the position is? Do you understand what the interests are? So wait first. Is it yes. true to say that lack of knowledge of negotiation mm. is an injustice? It is an injustice. Mm. It is like a, it is a huge injustice. Actually, it's a crime. Actually, mm. it's, it's yeah. such a big yeah. crime and injustice that I'd like Julius to go in depth in it because we've even sold even when you have something the, you could have actually benefited exactly. from for mm. example even for which I, I I intentionally gave the China example yes because it was actually basically and I got there was being asked what do you want from the ta- at the table at the table mm. so mm. do you want to uh, Jack Ma to give you some funding in terms of the entrepreneurship fund that he is creating For is that the mm. yeah, is that the priority mm. or is there any other thing that you wanted yeah so I, i said it very calm in fact brian was very surprised i said show me the playbook of alibaba and also show me the strategy mm. nice this is exactly what i asked yes. and this is exactly what i was given mm. or rather what we were given on behalf mm. of the whole of the continent because you are going there co- co- for the continent exactly. sake so, right mm. so all the 24 other guys were with me. so that's what we were given and uh and uh it actually resulted in creation of another company mm, yes but, yes yeah but uh, called ideas come to life mm. so what i'd like to julius for you to help us even when our sorry even when our leaders go to china yes we don't negotiate properly for the loans or the things there are things like the funny wagons that you were given mm. that could have been given free of cost <laughs> yes yeah. why why would we, we even the said, engine yeah, should why, have why, been why, diesel why, exactly why shouldn't we have said give us 
a few free, mm-hmm. but let's buy the brand new yeah. mm. uh, train, high-speed train, mm. so yes. that we say for Mombasa or whatever, mm-hmm. this is what we use. But for cargo, mm. we're willing to use the old yeah. trains. So, mm. so, so, so there's room for that, mm. and nobody, including the, some of their most distinguished diplomats, mm. nobody was helping Mr. Kenyatta mm. negotiate Mr. Ruto a good at deal. That time. Mm. Dr. Ruto to negotiate a good deal. Yeah, so, with all so, the, with, so, so please walk Hence, us through. This is a very important example. Yeah. Yes. Resulting in the injustice we have, yeah. which is we are overpaying yes. for a product that was uh, undervalued. Yes. Mm. Exactly. Yes. No, overvalued. 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 Yeah. Yes. And in fact, even constructing the whole thing became even a, a total mess yes. because mm. everybody was now wanting money from it. Mm-hmm. We wanted to take something from yes. it. Mm-hmm. So, so please uh, walk Yeah, go through that. negotiation. Mm-hmm. Even the steps, what someone yeah. should they expect yeah. and why somebody should take negotiations. Well, 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 just to begin with, first nice. of all, uh, the negotiating table uh, and partners depends on the ethics of the person in the first place. Mm. If, if, if you have the typical Kenyan who's coming there <laughs> for his stomach, mm. then he's going to sell you 30-year-old uh, locomotives mm. at the price of brand new ones. Mm. And he will feel nothing mm. That's because true. he has no ethics, <laughs> he has no values, he's not a leader, he's there to eat. Yeah. So he d- couldn't care less about ne- negotiation skills. Mm. So such persons who are in charge and are choosing a negotiation team mm. need to bring people on board who actually care for the outcomes of the negotiation. Mm. You need to bring people with the skills mm. of, of being able to, to negotiate. Mm. So that's why I say the last uh, thing that we did with Agapia 2022 group was negotiating with Hitler. Mm. And then uh, thereafter now, such a person, as I said, mm. needs to be able to understand. First of all, there's a lot of background mm-hmm. uh, research you need to do before you get a negotiation table. Okay. Mm. Most of us Kenyans turn up at the negotiation table and we wing it. Mm. So when you turn up and just wing it, I assure you you're going to leave 80% value off the table. Nice. You'll end up taking maybe 20% because you've not prepared. Mm. So you need to have prepared in terms of understanding simple things like what is known as a partner. Mm-hmm. Partner stands for your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want me to start telling you about partner, uh, that's going to be another podcast. Mm. But my point is, in if Dubai. you don't even know what partner is. <laughs> in Dubai, we'll we are coming. Ah, ah, we have said it, bro. So, we are coming. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, in November. In November or December, we are in that place, bro. Be ready. Come to Dubai. Make it worth. No, it's not here, say. Make it coming. So we'll do that, but make it worth my while. But let's keep going. Okay, let's keep going. So if you don't. You're not even familiar with your partner mm. okay, in the first place, let alone the other uh, uh, um, the person you're going to negotiate with, their own partner. Mm-hmm. You cannot even do these things. You cannot now, therefore, uh, begin to understand what is their opening bid, what is their potential closing bid, what is their reservation value, what is the ZOPA, the zone of possible agreement. Mm. If you don't know that, you are like a blind person with a blindfold trying to box in the dark. Mm. And that's how our negotiators go into these places in China and the rest, and they sell our country. Mm. So even if a person actually does want to be able to do a good job, but has not been taken through this kind of skills training, Mm. you're lost. Mm. You will be lost. You will not be able to do anything. That's what I'm saying. When my daughters who chose to take those classes when I was training them, chose to learn from them, when they decide that they are attacking me, I'm done for. Mm. (laughs) Because they have researched. They Mm. know their father's interests. They Mm. know the concessions they're going to give. They they have planned these things. They're not coming to me, daddy, Mm. spa of the moment. No, Mm. That is why now when this young girl was raising those $8,000, she knew exactly who to target, how to target them, and understanding, you know, that this is a person who has an interest in uh, building uh, youth leadership, she was able to pitch in that way. 
Mm. Okay, it was very uh, systematic. It was very planned. There was no orother yeah. uh, off the cuff. Yeah. Mm. And some of these people, of course, would call at very odd hours and mm. say, "What's happening?" Yes, hey, wait, wait, wait. Can you speak to her? Yeah. Okay. So again, we give her. Okay, she had a phone, but sometimes they're calling me on my phone. And my, let me tell you, she would make a presentation that would just blow your socks off. Mm. Now, if you're able to do that at at 15, yeah, what are you going to be able to do when you're 25? Mm. Yeah, these are skills that you need to have so that you're able to first of all negotiate with yourself successfully, mm-hmm. such as negotiating for you guys to get out of bed before 10. I know mm. you guys. Mm. No, it's because we are oh. sleeping at three. Oh, okay. yeah, we are working hard. No, we don't play. I, th- yes. I, th- I, thought, I thought you were partying. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, why no. you can't get out in the morning. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's, it's, don't play. It's, by the time we are going to bed, at least, uh, Julius, Monday never the world has woken up. Time, yeah. Uh, Julius, what time is it? Julius, could you look at your watch? I, I, what let time me, is it? Let me tell you. Julius, what time is it? I haven't. It's almost half past 8 p.m. in Nairobi. Ah, okay, say it's 30. Yeah. I, I understand. We are going I under, strong. I understand because when I was running, when I was running my business, Lerua Services, I was operating on three continents and eight, eight countries. Wow. And this was in the 90s, bro. Yes, mm. this is in the 90s. Mm. Okay, so I was operating with the US, and then Africa, and then China. Mm. So I fully understood, understood what those time zones were. Mm. Unfortunately, most of my staff did not. Mm. And they thought this was the laziest CEO they've ever seen. How can a guy come to work at 11 in the morning? Mm. You know? Uh, you know, they, they just couldn't get it. But of mm. course, you're getting a salary. You want to take, take your salary, you keep quiet about, mm. you know, the guy coming to work at 11. You don't mm. know that I went to sleep at 6 in the morning. And you know the beauty of Africa? I've been up, I've been up the be- since the beauty 2 a.m. Of, yeah, the beauty of yeah. Africa is that we, we are time zone blessed. In between. Mm. We are right here. Yeah, we are the center of we the world. We are the center of the world. Yes. Like yes. Yes. When guys are waking up, mm. we are awake. When yes. guys are waking up on the other side, we are yes. awake. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's and quite interesting. And, and yeah. in fact, Graham, coming to that, uh, Julius, because I find it very intriguing when you talked about the time zones, mm. you could uh, share with us because China is of an interest to us now. Mm. I've been to China, I've been influenced by China mm. before I went to China for the first time in 2015. We can say I you are an objective I, African. Exactly. You have eaten both the Chinese <laughs> and American pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm making and an African are, pie. Yes, and you have come out uh, objective. <laughs> you know? mm. That's, That's a miracle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Graham. So, Julius, mm. could you uh, share with us briefly about your first uh, uh, visit to China? Mm. If you had a when to get your supplies and, and how you did it mm. and how you brought them back to to Botswana mm-hmm. because some people don't have never experienced that or they don't know what it takes mm. and we're trying to open their minds mm. and by extension opening their world mm. yeah. yes well one of the things that people don't understand is that entrepreneurship is something that can be taught mm-hmm. it's not only something that you're born with mm. so if you're taught certain entrepreneurial principles mm. yeah. then you'll be able to apply them a business environment. Yeah. So, for example, I started my business by basically buying and selling. I'd okay. buy wholesale in bulk, okay. say from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, and then okay. I'd resell in mm-hmm. Botswana. Mm-hmm. And given my skills now as a veterinary doctor, and you'd ask me how does the veterinary things come in, mm-hmm. I was the 20th veterinary person to be registered in the country at the time. Wow. Uh, when I now re- recently re-registered, okay, after... So recently you were also... I was, I was back there last year, mm-hmm. and as I re-registered, I was a 198th person to be, re- to be registered. So right now you can do it in Botswana? Yes, I'm, oh, okay. I'm authorized to do all that. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is that uh, as I started doing that business, I initially started buying and selling. And so when you're buying at wholesale, you're then going to quote and unquote retail. But the client I was selling to is also a wholesaler. Mm. So that's business to business. 
But now the margins were extremely small. If you're buying at a particular price, you're probably going to get a margin of about 3%. So you have to do things in bulk. Mm. So part of what I had to learn, and that's the, business, the beauty of going to business school and learning, learning all this entrepreneurship, is that you need to now ask yourself, how can I forward and backwardly integrate these particular uh, solutions? Mm -hmm. So if I'm buying from a wholesaler, where is the wholesaler getting it? getting it from the manufacturer. Mm. So it became important for me to become a manufacturer. Mm. So as I wanted to become a manufacturer, that's when I first went to Singapore, see if I could do manufacturing there. Hey, man, those guys are too expensive, mm. man. And where do the Singaporeans get their materials from? They get them from mainland China. Mm. So guess what? 1994, I go to mainland China. And I then did a tour of across literally half of China, mm. you know, to visit, I think I must have visited about 15 factories uh, and, and, and other manufacturing, whatever, until I got to have uh, about three that I had agreed with. And of course, you need to have your own agent there because even speaking the language at that time was a challenge. Mm. And I actually went into places where they had never seen a black man before. How mm. old were you then? Uh, I was Still at, in your 20s. I was 20, what, 28? 28, wow. 29 there. That's crazy. Yes, 28 years. You so, own educated 28-year-old. Yes, mm. yes. Exactly. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, but you see, there's also thing, this thing called hunger, yeah, that causes you <laughs> to stay, 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 stay hungry. Yes, stay, stay hungry uh. and stay foolish. So, so when I now... You coined the phrase before uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs. <laughs> yes. In fact, yeah. uh, Steve got it from China, I believe. Uh. Oh, oh, yeah, by the way, very true. Okay. Yes, yeah. no, I've studied yeah. uh, uh, yeah. Steve Jobs quite a bit. In fact, when Graham is saying I've had a taste of America and a taste of China mm. is that all, all on the Hangzhou uh, campus of Alibaba, mm. it was always written, stay hungry, mm. stay foolish. Mm. Wow. But uh, Steve Jobs was influenced a lot by Indians and also a bit by Chinese. Mm -hmm. That's why his glasses are like Mahatma Gandhi's. Mm. See that? And uh, Julius, uh, also at the time when he's saying he's there at 28, yeah. is also because he, he mentioned a certain mentor and all these kind of things. Yeah. Yes. He had been blessed to have multiple mentors. Yes. And in fact, one of them was uh, a foreign minister in the Republic of Kenya. I think Julius is important to speak about some of these Ooh. things because... Let, let me hold off on that one. Why? Is that guy adversely mentioned? No, no, no. Confidentiality issues. Julius, listen to this. Yeah. The reason why I'm saying that yes. is because if uh, like Steve Jobs or like other people... I'm very blessed in connecting things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm. So people don't just happen yes. out of the skies because yes. some people ask me. In fact, one of my friends now who is who has a new uh, children and mm. is trying to raise them say, mm. "What did your parents do so that you became supremely self-confident or B A B C D?" Mm. And there's always something that. Made, made you who you yes. are today. Mm. It's always, uh, like if you... It's always a process, it's a process. with people. Yeah, mm. It's a process with people. Mm. And processes actually change people, companies and things, mm. and not just organizations, mm. schools and all that. So what I'm trying to say with this is that somebody opened your eyes, mm. wide open. Mm. On my part, when my uh, angel mother was always cooking ugali in, in our living in in our, our kitchen in Boruburu. Yeah. <laughs> there was a game should ask us draw the map of Africa or the map of the world before the ugali starts the the sima simmering of the hot water. Serious, to, I'm mm. dead mm. serious about that. Mm. And then there was a game, and she'll ask us what's the capital city of Zimbabwe. During her days, I think they used to call it something else. Mm. But, but during her days, Some, yeah, Harare, Salisbury, English, Salisbury, yeah. Salisbury. So my mother made sure she did that. And this were wow. countless 
cooking times because yeah. ugali was a staple food. Exactly. And then my mother became also very... This I'm leading so that uh, I help you or I guide you in what I'm trying to ask. The, the other thing that my mother did, which I thought was very strange, there was a game she gave all, all of us, mm-hmm. both the girls and the boys. Mm-hmm. And the game used to run for A to, a to Z. Mm. And depending on what day you're starting with which letter, she could ask you guys, what's the car that starts with an O? Mm. Letter yeah. O. Okay. I would say Opel, for example. Oh, nice. Or, or uh, what's the car that starts with C, Citroen? Mm. But then my mother had something. Uh, these days, because of the benefit of Google, yes. we don't use Almanacs and mm. uh, Encyclopedia Britannica and mm. whatever you. Yeah. But we always had those things at home. Mm. And my late brother Victor had a book called The Origins of the of, of Species. Mm. So I learned about all the uh, animals or uh, mm. genetics and what have you. Mm. And this was still before the age of 15. Mm. Wow. The reason why I'm saying this is that there's always that person. Yes. That wakes you up. Who mm. wakes you up mm. completely mm. and makes sure you're, uh, you're woke for quite some time. Mm. So you've been that to your daughter mm-hmm. and... Uh, even here in the earlier days at Africa talking, we did yeah. what we had to yeah. do, mm. including even Graham coming with a with a fantastic phrase called uh, uh, called uh, "I believe in greatness today." <laughs> and that's because uh, of the of the way every time. And yeah. this has always been my pet peeve. I don't know. I've always been bothered yeah. when people ex- postpone action mm. to the future. But to the future. Yes. Not, not even just the future, mm. no. to an unknown future. Yes. You know, I'd rather tell you, you know, we're going to do this next week. Yes. Mm. But if I tell you we're going to do this, mm. yeah. you're going to do it. And that's why, and that's why, even, you know, and that's why even for him it's definitive. What, what mm. she tells, uh, when he started this statement, mm. that the, the kids are, or the mentees are given a vision. Mm. And it's not just enough to say, oh, I want to go to this school. It's important to say, I want to go to Harvard. Mm. I want to go in this year. Yes. And this is ha- what I need to do. Smart. To or get or a good example. So we are going to, we are going to industrialize Africa. Exactly. Yes. And we and don't want to industrialize Africa eventually. Exactly. Eventually to industrialize. Just like eventually, yeah. you know, South Africa got free. Exactly. Eventually. Right? Yeah. Which, which but you, you want to say, yeah. I want it today. Exactly. Yeah. So Smart when you goals. go to sleep and yeah. you didn't make it, yeah. you continue tomorrow. Yeah. Smart you know? goals that are time bound. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so that becomes yeah. very important. Mm in reimagining a, a new Africa. Mm-hmm. And rather than just say... For so me, it would be political, to, like Agenda 60, 2063. Yes. Like, are you crazy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, how can Africa Union mm-hmm. be, target, <laughs> be targeting <laughs> Agenda 2063 mm-hmm. in a world where mm-hmm. we are so digital, yes. mm-hmm. we have crypto, things, we can yeah. raise money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, so, we could so, do it so today. Things, things happen. It means that we're not, we don't want we're to do We're never doing it. Mm. No, yeah, no, they're yeah. sitting back mm. because uh, in the earlier formation of this Vision 2063, I used to go to Addis a lot. Mm. And funny enough, UNECA used to pay us to go there mm-hmm. uh, as, as young Africans. Okay. And so with Africa 2.0, we went to there, we brought other people. Mm-hmm. And eventually... Uh, we're going through this document, uh, Agenda 2063. Mm-hmm. But at that time, we're giving Her Excellency Kosazana. Uh, oh, yes, uh, I remember. Her, D- doctor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she was the then Zuma. chair uh, person for the AU. Yes. And we're giving her Africa 2.0 manifesto. Mm-hmm. They went through it, they did all these kind of things. In, in a short while, we're seeing, gosh, these guys have come with Agenda 2063. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm wondering. 
really? <laughs> in fact, they should have done it. You know, that's the funny thing. They should have done it yeah. immediately. They saw your thing. Yeah. And given you all the support. Yes, yes. I'm so surprised yeah. because all yeah. these when guys... Exactly. When is 2016 going yeah. to show up? We, and we, all some of us were not here. This is crazy. Yes. yes, and all these guys actually yeah. were very youthful. Mm. And I wondered... Why would they not give all these guys to run with this thing? And they're from 40 countries. Yeah. Yes. Yet yes. we even give them the bulk of the thought. And that's why one of our members mm. is the head of UNECA right now. Because mm. UNECA saw what we had. Mm. UNECA was paying us per diem or whatever you call them and, and airfares to go there. Mm. But now uh, Dr. Vera Songwe is the executive secretary of UNECA. Mm -hmm. And she's implementing mm. part of... The, whole, the ideas you are uh, you are you are sharing exactly, because mm -hmm. we even did something called the the business plan for Africa, mm -hmm. and in fact, given that Mamadou Touré was very invested in the idea of telcos, mm -hmm. the the first place, he, the first country I ever visited was actually South Africa, mm -hmm. because he was asking me to go for the first ICT in Daba mm -hmm. that was being done at Cape Town, mm -hmm. and I was very shocked because the person who was sitting next to me. At that time, was somebody who had just been the president. It was actually the president of South Africa, Motlante. Mm. And I was, it was the first time as a young African yes. being to a different African country. I was like, wow. Mm. You mean I can be sitting next to uh, Motlante for the whole day? Yeah. And then at night, uh, you go for some, Hugh, for some drinks. Hugh Masekela mm -hmm. to sing and yeah. entertain me. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and, and, and then shortly after that, they, 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 and the place they've, they've, they've had us to sleep is probably one of the grandest hotels in Cape Town. Mm. The reason why I'm saying this is that was my beginning of interacting with Africa. And mm. It was in 2010. Mm. And, and, and that just shows you the power of uh, showing people things, holding people's hands and, mm. and going forth. Mm. Imagine if Africa 2.0 was also for 2063. Yeah. Mm. We, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's why I hope, yeah. uh, which I'm uh, uh, talking directly to Her Excellency Nados uh, Bekele Thomas, mm. who is now AU's Nepad's new CEO. Mm. I think she's been there for, for two months. Yeah. Would like to work with you, Madam. Uh, Mama would like to work with you mm. so that we elevate. Uh, enterprise development in Africa, mm. uh, not from the village, from the village, and the market, yes, and the market, and the, and the school, and the school, and the mosque. And the mosque. Yes. We want to do that, and the church, yes, yes. yes. including the Ethiopian uh, 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 Orthodox Church as well, because yeah. we have these things. We don't mm. need to go to expensive hotels, mm. or we don't need to go to to radio stations or TV stations that we have to pay and all that. Mm. We can just do it by ourselves because we have the right message for the Africans, our fellow Africans, and we want to see African blossom in our lifetime. Not yeah, when, yes, we're, not not when we're dead or yes. gone. We want to see it. We want to feel a vibrant Africa. Yeah. And, 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 and that's mm. why I'm really happy and, uh, to, to share this. And in fact, mm. that's why at the beginning I said, I see my role now, my mission now, is growing leaders mm. and also... Uh, what did I say? Growing leaders and also raising mm. entrepreneurs. Because if, if they you let have, you, if they if, let if, you, if they let me, and even <laughs> if they don't, <laughs> and even if they don't, mm. uh, with the ability to write and with the ability to do podcasts like this, yeah. I'll always make sure we have stored our knowledge. It'll be automatic. For the next, uh, generation. next generation. Mm. Yes. Yeah.
Yeah, knowledge management is one of the things that we as Africans tend to be very poor at mm. and passing on that knowledge. You know, you, you get employed into a position mm. and uh, at least this has been some of my bad experiences. You mm. get into a position and you ask, so what do I need to do? You're, you're being told, figure it out. Mm. Then you're asking, so what information is there for me to start figuring Institutional it out? knowledge, Hakuna. Fr- structures, Stru- framework. Yes, so you are left to just sort yourself out and by the time you've struggled, you've wasted two months. Oh. You know, when mm. you could have actually hit the ground running, mm. there could have been somebody to actually hand over the button. Mm. And that's why I like the way you're calling this as an exit interview. Because mm. you know? as I exit out, mm. what uh, value can I actually be able to challenge people on? What mm. value can I bring to the table? Yes, and yes. what value can somebody glean? So somebody listening to all of this hopefully should be able to take one or two key things mm. that can be able to run with and a few sub-themes. Mm. And to be able to do it as a smart goal, you know, yes. something that is uh, sustainable, measurable, attainable, realistic, you know, time-bound, you know, mm. specific, you know. Mm. So this thing of, uh, like now at ACAD, when we hold our youth to, to those kind of standards, you know, mm. when we hold them to those five points that we require them to do, they have to do them as smart goals. Yeah. That is why we lose 80% of our youth because, ah, you know, Mzee, you're rushing us. You know, mm. we have all the, we th- they think they have all the time. Mm. But one of the saddest things that happens is that oh, there was a time when 90% of the calls we got were for people who immediately they have gotten through to me. They asked, give me a scholarship. Wow. Note, they have not introduced themselves. Mm. I don't know who they are. They've not told me their name. They've not told me anything. They're saying, give me a scholarship. Mm. Their thinking is that I have a drawer here. <laughs> the moment you say, give me a scholarship, I open the drawer, I pull it out, I give it to you. Yeah. yeah, come at such and such a time, I shall give it to you. When I now explain that there's a process that you need to go through, there's a preparation, there's a mindset. Yeah, Romans 12, 1 and 2, you mm. need to be uh, transformed by the renewal of okay, your mind thinking, so yeah. that you can know what is the will of God, what mm. is good, acceptable and perfect. Mm. You tell them about that and they don't want to do the hard work. Yeah. So 80% of those calls are a waste of my time. Mm. So I reached a point where now you call me and you start that kind of conversation, that call is going to last for two minutes. Mm. I'll give you two minutes. If you've not made your you know, value in terms of your point, uh, quite honestly, we have a website. You can go to it, www.akareducationgroupafrica.com. For those who now want to go to the next level, and uh, what Teddy was talking about, the mentorship now that's online, we now have a portal. Again, www.akareducationgroupafrica.com, where now you go in, will sign in, you will find a list of, we've put uh, a sample of 12 things that include negotiation mm. that now you have access to, but it's going to be at a cost, mm. not going to go for free. Mm. You know, unfortunately, my fellow Kenyans, mm. my fellow Africans, we mm. love free things. Mm. Actually, people who mm. don't take free things seriously. They don't take mm. them seriously. Mm. Unfortunately, but when they pay, it's mm. my time that yeah. now you're playing with. And mm. uh, as we were saying earlier on before this conversation, due to my advanced age, Mm. I have less time ahead of me eh, than I have mm. behind me. You guys mm. who are young, you've got mm. a lot of time ahead of you. Mm. So my one hour is very different from your one hour. Mm. Eh? That's where now, again, we're going to Einstein's theory of relativity. Mm. Eh? So one hour for you is probably, quote-unquote, like a whole month. You can mm. waste it. Yeah. For me, one hour might probably be like uh, 10 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to be very clever in how I'm going to use that one hour. So I yeah. don't want to waste it. Yeah. So when people come to me and the first thing you're telling me is give me a scholarship, I... Mm. We're not communicating. Mm. So when people do not even know how to do basic communication,
vision. Mm. It breaks my heart. Mm. That's why we want to engage with young people at a younger age. That's mm. age in mm. and even younger. Mm. So they can develop these life skills early mm-hmm. and then be able to deploy them mm. in a manner that is going to give them the kind of returns that they have. Yeah. So when because, people see all yeah. those case studies of the young people we've worked with and how yeah. they have succeeded, yeah. they the automatic African and Kenyan way is to think the way we think as religious people, mm. that it is only favor. Mm. That is, I have favored Oliver. Hmm, Oliver must be related to my uncle mm. and uh, it is a nepotism, family, family whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They don't understand this guy here has worked. Mm. Oliver has been standing all this time, by the way. It's true. He has been going back and forth with that camera. He's actually mm. working. He's not sitting back there texting somebody on his phone. Yeah. He's actually working for it. Yeah. They don't understand that for young people to be able to succeed as these ones have succeeded, it has taken work. Mm. And that work has to be done within a particular time slot and the rest. Yeah. So like, for example, using our, our Gapia group, uh, not that I want to give too many details, but using our Gapia group, for example, mm. one of the girls who has a... a, a an attitude <clears throat> of mm-hmm. uh, a culture of expectation. Mm-hmm. Things have to be done this way and this way. We recently had a very serious falling out because oh. this is the third time that things have not been done. And when I've held you accountable, you've kind of come feeling like, no, me, I can take my time. Well, guess what? I don't have that kind mm. of time. I don't have that time. Mm. So we, on our part, are considered to be a bit rude. Yes. Mm. We are considered to be insensitive because we tell people like that, okay, do this. There are many other mentors within our group. Mm. Right now, your chemistry and mine is not working because I expect you to do things in a timely manner. Yeah. And guess what? At my old age, I expect you to do it respectfully. Mm. So if you feel that you want to communicate to me uh, in a disrespectful manner and you don't think that the timelines I'm putting are, are, are important, yeah. uh, let me ask you to kindly feel free to yes. other mentors. Mm. Yeah. So if you go to the other normal mentors in the rest of, I'm sorry to say, the country, not that I'm putting people down, mm. people have no structure. They have no intentionality. They come there bragging about what they have done. They actually don't hold you accountable. And people like that will work for them because they'll tickle your ears, as we're saying. That's what the Bible says about the last days. Mm. People just want someone to come and tickle their ears. Mm. Somebody like that will want to come and swashe because they look cute. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you know somebody's going to really appreciate that they're looking cute, but they're adding no value to you. Yeah. So we at Akkad, for example, and we borrow this from Africa 2.0, there's a table there that talks about what are the responsibilities of the mentee and what are the responsibilities of the mentor? And we hold each other accountable according to those requirements. Mm-hmm. So even I, who is speaking here, you can go down according to that list and ask, does this guy fit this cri- this 10-point criteria? Mm-hmm. Is he meeting them? If you're going to be kind, you'll probably say, okay, out of these 10 points, maybe he's going scoring 80, 70%. Mm-hmm. But if you find I'm hitting 10%, mm-hmm. boss, that's time to decide that this guy should not be. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> it also happens for the mentees. Yeah. So I require you to show cause as to why I should invest my time in you mm-hmm. so that as, as Teddy was asking, how are we now going to decide which of these youth who are going to give an opportunity of coming to visit Dubai yeah. in terms of this educational tour? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we require is that when you've now come to Dubai and spent time with us, as well as other places which, again, thankfully due to Teddy and Africa 2.0, we've gone to Nigeria, we've been yes, together, yes, Ethiopia, been all these other places. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, <laughs> we expect these people to give back through their leadership. Mm. Through the, They should be going back and trying to inspire others to also want to succeed. Yeah. And that's why we are asking, for example, for Mohi in particular. Mm. I want us to specifically be able to have at most, you know, four boys, four girls, because the reason is that maybe 
two, three of them, it will get into their heads that they are so important, as happened with our Western Kenya kids who we had to throw away, oh, as wow. well as our kids from the coast who used to think, ah, they don't realize that when we are bringing them here, it's because we want to add value to them. Mm. They come and they do nothing. Mm. They go and give back nothing. What they do when they give back is to show off about how I've been here, I've been there, I've taken selfies. That's not the reason. <laughs> you are supposed to be uh, uh, inspiring others to want to succeed. Mm. And when you fail to do that, it doesn't help. And I'm sorry to say our political leaders are the epitome of what that looks like. Mimi mm. I need to be seen driving around in the largest uh, EH, land yeah. cruiser. I need to be taking trips to all these kind of places at, pay, at, at uh, taxpayers. taxpayers' money, mm. expense. It is not to give back. So, for example, some of the conversations I'm now having with a few other people is that, guess what? We really trust and hope that the current uh, leadership, with the particular leader, president, alleging to be a, a Bible-based uh, person, will actually keep to it. And Deliver. if he does, that's going to be the best thing for this country. Yes. But should he continue the same things that we've seen before, mm. then quite honestly, our Should he cooked. walk the wider path, the <laughs> yeah. narrow path? Yes. <laughs> that leads to destruction. <laughs> our goose is cooked. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have been very quiet. Yeah. But before, I, I, yeah. we were talking with yes, you yes. about Singapore, then yes, we, yes. We, we deviated. Yes. You were going, you went to China went to and China. you were going to do something yes. in, uh, yes. in Botswana. I was able and to... Then you take up politics. Mm. Yes. The question. Mm. So I was able to get companies <laughs> that were willing and ready to deal with me because yeah. I had very high criteria of what I wanted to manufacture. Mm. And I had particular cost uh, limits that I required to be able to do. Yeah. Because initially, when I tried to find similar companies in South Africa, it wasn't possible. It was too expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, Pakistan was too expensive. Mm -hmm. India, they were having challenges with them. I, I literally went around the world. I eventually mm. came back mm. to China. Uh, and now in China, guess what? These guys yeah. have the capacity. They are willing to work hard. They are willing to do these things. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. I would fly and arrive in this particular city whose name is withheld so that nobody steals my IP, Because yeah? you're yeah. about to deliver it in Botswana for real. No, no. When, mm. I'm, when I'm going there and I want stuff done, mm. I arrive at midnight. I don't okay. know why my flights always to arrive at midnight. Mm -hmm. From the airport to the city where I'm going is one hour's drive. Mm -hmm. When I arrive at 1 uh, at one a.m., guess what happens? Mm -hmm. I go straight to the factories. Mm. Wow. My partner's lunch, me, I'm not interested in sleeping, having breakfast, taking it easy, then going to the to the, to the factory the next day at 10. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to see what is happening. Mm -hmm. So at 1 a.m., as we get into the city, I'm taken to the factories. Mm -hmm. I hang around, I watch, I see whatever is happening. Nee, 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 nee. Mm -hmm. At 1.32 is when I can now go to my hotel. Mm -hmm. Then I can sleep. I can wake up and have a big breakfast, whatever. Then go back now to the factories again mm -hmm. to make sure that the things that I, I want uh, manufactured under particular specifications have actually been done, that China has the capacity. Mm. And when I would ask and say, I want 100,000 of item X, mm -hmm. that item X, even South Africa cannot produce 5,000. Mm. China can produce 100,000. Mm -hmm. And if I say I want 100,000 within two weeks, guess mm. what? They'll have it ready in two weeks. It is shipped to Shanghai. It is then shipped to the, the port of Durban. And I can be able to do the rest. You pull it up to Botswana. I pull it up to Botswana. And then what I would do is that I'd get some, some of the things were in parts. Mm. So once they come to Botswana, I reconstitute them, put them together, packaging, deliver to client. Okay. Yes, wow. Yes. Now that one in terms of entrepreneurship. Please, let's remember it's 1990. This is, this is 1994, 95. This is mm. crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's why I became the largest uh, supplier of uh, veterinary products to Botswana government. 
Mm. Yeah, and the joke about it was that my PA, a very beautiful lady called mm. Lucia, mm. is the one who used to do the uh, public relations <laughs> of everything. So everyone knew her as the boss. Mm. And then because she refused to drive, and that's a, and that's a smart thing to do in Africa. Mm. Yes, making sure that the people who own the story yes. are the people in that village. It, not only because Africa the, is a conglomerate of villages. Not, not, only, not only in that <laughs> village. Village, not to only, village. Yes. <laughs> not only in that village, but because. She was also handling the public relations and the rest. Yes. Mm. Everybody got to understand her as the boss and mm. yeah. CEO. Yeah. You think I cared? Secondly, and me, I'm hitting her. I hope she'll hear this one day. Mm. She refused to drive. Mm. Took her to driving school. We had cars there. My PA, uh, she had a BMW 520 mm-hmm. as her office car, mm-hmm. which she refused to drive. So mm. the only option is, if we need to go to places, I will drive her or any of the other people available will drive. So if I drive her... <laughs> My rule just is, magnifies the fact that she is the boss. My rule is, uh, A, you sit back left, <laughs> B, I open the doors for you. Nice. <laughs> so imagine, for years, people are seeing me driving her, getting to places, opening the door for her. Nice. And closing. So people knew I was a driver. Mm. Nice, eh? no, that's <laughs> but, no, no, no. Uh, Dr. Weche, uh, I think uh, there are a couple of things that I've, I've heard from you. One is that you need to, to find a community of the like-minded and yes. the network. And I think uh, anyone can actually who want to make it, regardless of the age. I think that really comes yes. uh, in a very very big uh, aspect in making it. Yes, you need to hone your organization skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you get what you want and get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to be able to introduce yourself, and this comes with communication. Yes, not mm-hmm. only verbally but also write about it. Yes, um, education is big uh, because it opens you up to the worlds that you've never been. Uh, either through the knowledge that you get yeah. or even traveling. Yes. Mm. Um, and uh, you've talked about this opportunity that exists elsewhere. Yes. Uh, and also Teddy has mentioned a couple of that. And how we need, uh, for those of us who are exposed and those of us who have access to these opportunities, mm. how can we create this uh, knowledge back at home? And when you're talking about the process of getting uh, products from China, you know, through uh, South Africa to Botswana, yes. I, I ask myself again and again, how can we make sure that, you know, we create, Africa becomes now the next China because mm. we have mm. what it takes. Back in the day, uh, if I'm not wrong, I'm not that old, but I've read a couple <laughs> of stuff, yeah. that China, they hold, only had human capacity. Yes. They had yes. nothing else. Yes. And they realized because our guys are young and capable, how can we actually utilize this resource? And that's where Africa is right now. Out of one billion people, out of one billion Africans mm-hmm. who are in Africa, we're not counting even those who are all over. Seventy yes. percent of that is young people, twenty-five and below, I think. Yes, and that is actually increasing over time because even when you talk about shipping talent in Berlin, I've seen that happen in tech a lot, especially uh, you know a couple, last five years. Mm-hmm. Very young guys who are going to Germany, you know, um, Amsterdam, Holland, you know, China, Australia, US. To really do the job. So how can we create these opportunities here in Africa? And as you speak about that, it's, it's all a matter of creating opportunities. And I think you have created it in your own way. Teddy has been, you know, uh, a big proponent of that since back in 2000 and, you know, back then. But we need more because at the end of the day, we're dealing with one billion people. It's not easy for two, three people to take that task. We need yeah. all of us to rise up to the occasion. Yeah. I want you to mention a couple of things that actually have impacted Africa in a certain way. Mm. HIV and AIDS, mm. things like uh, FGM, right? Mm. Um, and uh, as you finish, uh, the impact of research and fundraising, not fundraising where we go to Silicon Valley to get the money, 
but where African and, and this actually is evident even as as of today. Yes, that African companies right now, the most of the funding that is coming in is coming from African diaspora. Yes, mm. who come together and say, look, we have all the dollars, we have all the euros. Can we come together and create a fund that we can invest in home, home uh, companies? Yes. Because this narrative, I think, was there during your time and Moi. Kazi kwa vijana, pesa kwa Like money to the elders. Yes. And then the young guys are putting all Break the Break their backs. So <laughs> we can balance <laughs> that out. Now that Waze has the money and vijana have the energy to do it. And I think it's a good thing if you look at it. How can we interchange that to build a better ecosystem for our future generations? Well, mm. well first, first of all, again, using the ACAD system, yeah. the young people must learn how to who mm. have the money. Mm. If you okay. come to me and you're speaking in your sheng and you mm. what are those shen- Lombotov, yeah. Shembeteng. Sasa, you, you, want, to, you want to borrow money from Bogi. me and you're using Bogi. 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 I'm not what you're talking about. Yes. Okay? Yes. And then when your attitude is that, ah, where were Buddha, you know, whatever, you don't come respectfully. Where am I going to listen to you? So one of the things that we, first of all, teach them is how to communicate and communicate cross-generationally. Mm. If the money is with the Wazes, mm. learn how to speak that language. Mm. Learn how to negotiate. And you remember, you're negotiating from a position of value. Mm. Okay? Aulambui. So you don't come to us, you know, like now, some of the struggles I'm having with the youth from Mathare, you know, 80% of them, they were, then they have an opportunity of speaking with me, they're immediately asking for a handout. Mm. Mm. And I've said, guy, you have a chance of pitching a, a, a problem and a solution that you have to me, mm. which I can now be able to take to all sorts of people who can help you. Mm. And the first thing you're asking me for is a handout. Mm. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Come and show me the value that you're bringing to this situation. Provide a we'll solution. Talk. Yeah, mm. provide a solution. Mm. And we already have a format for you to do that so that you're not talking for five hours all over the place and you can't actually talk about there's a specific format. Have you used that format? Can you tell me what the problem is? What is the solution? What is your methodology? Uh, what are your needs? Whether it's in terms of resources, and those resources might be human capital, cash, whatever it is. And can you do it on one page? So some people don't want to write it, but they want to come and give me long stories in the face. Mm. And then others want to appeal to your emotions. Mm. You know? And then others, I'm sorry to say, want to come and appeal to you with their sex appeal. And they look mm. at you and smile at you. And, mm. you know? mm. We don't have time for that kind of thing. This is Mazeba. Mm. So, so with all due respect, okay, with all due respect, when those skills are learned, yeah. when those skills are taught at a greater level, yeah. when people understand how to pinpoint what it is and they realize that they need to think critically mm. in solving those problems, not sitting back and waiting for others. Mm. And then when people take leadership so that if you're one person and some of my young people who've gotten scholarships are examples of that, you have an 18-year-old who is going and leading a team of 20, 30 people, mm. some of whom are my age. Mm. By the time you can be able to leverage your leadership in that manner, you will get the resources eventually. Mm. Yes. You might knock on one door today, another door today, another door tomorrow, and they, they, they refuse. But somewhere down the line, because you're learning persistence, mm. you will be able to find the persons who are going to do that. Because now you've also understood how to target mm. and lim- delimit where you're going to actually seek uh, the resources that you're looking for. Yeah. As I said, I'm a young A student. Mm. We sp- I spoke with them for every year mm. and I challenged them, guys, mm. please, within the next two weeks, I want you guys to mm. give me a proposal that I can take to Dr. Vimalsha or to Dr. James Moyes. Mm. How, many re- how many responses would I get every year? 
Yes. Yes. One. One. Okay. Two. Maybe zero. Maybe. Maybe. Say zero. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, exactly. I get zero. Zero. Get and, zero. And, and Julius, the reason why I'm also happy about this, uh, Jake Ngari from Google came here two mm. weeks ago. Yes. He challenged some young techies and all that. The same way. The mm. same way mm. that if they have, if they think they're the best in their game, mm. to call him, mm. to email, he'll give them a job immediately. Mm-hmm. So far, nobody has taken uh. him up. Mm. Now look, at uh, and they'll mm. be given yeah. uh, a salary in the, in the six figure. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, mm. this is serious. Yeah. So you see, one of the key things about leadership and uh, mentorship uh, is to train you to aspire higher. Mm. So when Dr. Vimalsha gives his time for our youth, and we have one of our uh, mentoring future leaders uh, sessions, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, this guy will come to his uh, to the auditorium in Bitco at seven a.m. He's coming one hour before us, guys. Some stupid kids are going to be walking in at 9.30, 10. Eh? The guys, and we are starting at 8. Eh? They are walking in an hour and a half late. This is a billionaire here who's really willing and able to engage with you guys. You're walking in an hour and a half late. I still remember one time one girl came in at 11. Okay? And I know because kwa gate. Eh? And so the gate guys are calling me. So I have to leave the auditorium to go and get the kid, you know, because they are not going to let a kid get into the factory. Yes, it's a factory. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. So I have to go there and physically get someone who sees nothing wrong with walking in at 11. Okay. You have a chance of touching a billionaire's, the hem of his garment, catching his attention, and you have nothing of value to tell him. How are we going to help you in that kind of a situation? We can't help you. So mm-hmm. if you choose not to be a critical thinker and a problem solver, if you just, just want to entertain yourself with TikTok all the time and all the other things that people are doing, so be it. As the scriptures say, Galatians 6, 9 to 10, do not be deceived, God will not be mocked. <laughs> what a person sows, that they will reap. Mm. So we want kids to begin to understand that you need to sow in hard work. Africa's problems are big. <laughs> not going to church at 11 p.m. to beat drums mm. until 5 a.m. and then you go and sleep and then mm. assume that everything is going to work. Mm. It's not going to work like mm. that. Mm. You need to actually roll up your sleeve. Yeah. Because if you are in an African continent, you, mm. you are on the African continent and you're in an African context, mm. the problems are immense. There are many. Mm. They are all over you. Mm. Think. We are late in the party already. Yeah, we are already late. Uh, yeah. Africa is an entrepreneur's uh, paradise. paradise. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so, People into I have a, I have out. a question even as we are on that line and I think there's also another question you'll answer from from uh, MK mm-hmm. yes. but is it a problem of us not engaging people in human centered mm. design and yeah. interf- you yeah. know that yeah. could be a, maybe you can we, speak we about that we don't we don't actually um, have what they call at Stanford design thinking mm. or even yes. when we come up with solution they're not human centered mm-hmm. Uh, so we just hypothetically, because we see garbage mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. we think collecting it is a solution. Mm-hmm. But that's not a solution yeah. in the long run. And mm-hmm. actually, it doesn't make anyone money. Mm-hmm. But if we see a garbage and we see electricity and we see, um, you know, fertilizer and we see, uh, you know, uh, things to do with recycling and rebuilding some of those materials, yes. then that's a lot of opportunities. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I feel... Well, I might be privileged to have sat down with some of those guys who formulate these kind of things. Mm. And that's why sometimes when I engage with guys who are younger than me on my age mates, I don't blame them so much because I also think some of them are not exposed. Mm. Um, and, and, and I've come to realize, I, I was thinking at that line that, you guys, why are you not getting it? Mm. But I sat down and realized that if you're not in the universities around Nairobi, leave alone even going out there, right? 
rarely will you be exposed to some of these things or these conversations. Uh, and you don't expect someone to travel all the way from Kisi University mm-hmm. to Nairobi for maybe a three-hour event. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even resource-wise, they're starved. Mm-hmm. The ELB uh, or the Education Loan Board uh, approved some of those loans late yes. mm-hmm. when these people are too much into debt. Yes. So you have to be cognizant of that because when you go out there, you'll find so talented, so skilled mm-hmm. people. But now they, they, they have not been exposed. And after maybe realizing that i've tried to do you know a couple of things with a couple of my friends mm. and it, that has been become a game changer oh, where people are building real solutions real time good. and it, it, and we approach it in one way maybe there are several ways to do it mm. like we say you just need a laptop mm-hmm. and good internet yes or moderate internet yes and then you are, you open the door mm. to the world mm. so you can research you know things like to do with like hci human centered interfaces when you're building something yeah. You can uh, have a design thinking. There are playbooks there to show you how to go around this. And that actually has changed the way even they learn. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're not yeah. just going to school yes. to pass exam. Yes. You're going to school actually yes. to understand how can I use this knowledge to build a solution. So you might be surprised by the over time. Mm. And, and this, because I do it for free, I ask mm. them like, if I do this for free and I give you for free, for me it's not free because I'm giving you my time that yes. I will never get back yes. Yes. in my life. So the only way you can pay this is do this to someone else, maybe pay in primary forward. school pay pay it forward, yes. or primary school. You understand? And if we all do this and yes. approach from the empathetic point of uh, of view, yes. I think we can change the dynamics. Now, my mm. challenge with that is, mm. you see, one of the, on the arcade way, one of yeah. the things that they all have to do, yeah. especially the high school kids and especially the gap year kids, mm. is that they all have to go back to their former high school mm. and former primary and give a motivational talk based on their life. Mm. Now, as and when I have a simple group of 15 people yeah. that I'm specifically working with, and I require them to do that, mm. guess how many actually go back to mm. their former high school and former primary school and do that out of 15? And these are people I'm meeting every week, and I'm engaging weekly. Mm. Every week for the core, core training, again, during the week for our field activities and other communications that are going on. Guess how many actually do that? Mm. I just give on average. Maybe two? Two, exactly. Yeah. Out of 15. Yeah. So now, this is why when you see the transition figures of those who now go to the top university, mm. it will be those It will reflect the number of people to yes. queue serious. Yes. They have yeah. chosen to give back, yeah. okay, yeah. paying it forward, mm. and in the process, they start learning, mm. okay, some of these leadership things I'm talking about. Yeah. They learn how to communicate in a manner in which your audience can understand what you're saying. Absolutely. If you're speaking yeah. to primary school kids, you've got to lower the bar a little bit. Yeah. Speaking to the high school kids, mm. you go to do this, and sometimes for mm. you know, and they were uh, over the weekend there were some who were complaining about that. Mm. They were saying that when they were in high school, I actually took them not only to university students, I took them to my MBA classes. Mm. Mm. guys are saying, "My guy, man, I was in form three. Mm. How do you have me become a, a co-teacher with you in your MBA class?" <laughs> I said, "Well, yeah. I have taught you how to communicate, and there was a point I wanted you to teach. That was exactly. right. Was mm. was." Yeah, from three, but I'm mm. speaking to MBA classes. Yeah. Yeah. So they have the access uh, of knowledge that a MBA person or PhD person has. So yes. they have no reason not to use it. Exactly. Yeah. In other words, yeah. And, and for mm. me, it worked both ways because when now my students who are in the MBA, who will guess what? At that mm. time, were 40 plus, mm. are being taught by a 15 year old. 
almost 80% of the people affected by HIV living on one continent yes. in a world mm. with six continents well as i said the church like, is a it's powerful, crazy it's a powerful platform for speaking and sharing this kind of knowledge mm. and wisdom mm. however if you have leaders who are more concerned about getting a tithe out mm. of oliver and out mm. of you mm. then what are the chances that they're actually going to share that message of course mm. i'm glad to have worked with the work to the jb kilimo foundation which was very specific on matters of fgm mm. and if you look at the statistics of fgm sadly a lot of them are in the muslim areas especially of the north mm. where, of kenya of kenya mm -hmm. okay and of course the rest of the country yeah. i mean the rest of the world yeah. but those are the kind of places that are very hard to penetrate unless you get to the elders mm. now when we have leaders who don't understand the power that they have to communicate this kind of information mm. and they again they are only interested in their personal self aggrandizement mm. then what is going to happen so you have to actually because those are those are the gatekeepers to those societies uh -huh. so getting to those societies was very different difficult mm. eh, dr jb kilimo with all due respect with whom i worked did a great job she was mm. actually the chairperson of the fgm board mm. appointed by uh, his excellency president at the time mm -hmm. yeah. and as i said i had the privilege of being able to work with her and supporting work that is in masai land in samburu in all these other places mm. what's, the, what's, the, what's the challenge yeah. of what's the major challenge of of fgm and even hiv and aids in in, in your experience is it something to do with also economics is it something to do with the trickle of resources in a family setup is it something to do with exposure uh you know it has to do with culture mm -hmm. and cultural beliefs. Mm -hmm. People have got very negative, stereotypical cultural beliefs. Mm -hmm. If you use the example of now where Dr. J.B. Kilimo comes from, which mm -hmm. is Marakwet, and mm -hmm. we have the privilege of going there severally, mm -hmm. there's this belief that if a woman is not cut, mm -hmm. she will not be able to get a husband. Mm -hmm. And you've been brought up in a culture where uh, getting married is very important for women. Mm -hmm. So since this is a story that is being told to you by your great-grandmother, mm -hmm. your grandmother, mother mm. it becomes very difficult for you to actually say no mm. so the alternative is that you either debunk the whole myth and literally risk being chased away from your home mm. as happened with dr jb kilimo at the time when she said no okay eh? or else you just go with the flow mm. most people are not strong enough to say no so they will go with the flow so these are real challenges that actually exist in our societies okay and that's why I was really glad when at the time President Uhuru Kenyatta grabbed that whole thing of running with the FGM thing. Mm. And uh, they literally had safe houses and places where people could run to. Oh, interesting. Yeah, those were, those were availed. I hope it's still there. Unfortunately, a lot of those became affected by corruption because mm. you as Is a parent... Is it all about funding? No, it's not all about funding. Mm -hmm. But let me give an example. If you as a corrupt parent mm. have got four daughters, mm. okay... And you're seeing that people who have been threatened with FGM have run to a safe, a safe house and are being mm. taken to school. Mm. So utake Fully educated. Utake kulipa school fees. Uh -huh. You tell your daughters, can you jifanya, you're also running away, <laughs> so, you go there. You know, you know, so, so things like that were leading to those kind of resource centers becoming overwhelmed. Mm. Not because of actual threats, mm. you know, but because we were as a father, utake kulipa. Threat, yeah. utake kulipa. So, mm. A place like that, I'll just use an example, can maybe handle 100 uh, young girls. Mm. And then you're finding they, they need to cater for 900. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. of course, now resources run out because you're having to run to the And community. you can't distinguish who is genuine versus who is not. Very difficult yeah. to distinguish who is genuine and who is not genuine. Yeah. So it is us people as a society who are shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm. So those who should basically benefit 
are failing to benefit because of our own value system of corruption, stealing, mm. and, and our absolute lack of shame. And mm. yet our statistics are is that 80% of us are supposed to be Christians. Mm. How are you therefore proving that you're a Christian mm. when you are the same person who's promoting that kind of activity? <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so, so these are the Always things. remember that mm. it is the church that killed Jesus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a painful reality. But also remember mm. that they chose Barabbas. Mm. Yes, of mm. <laughs> so these are some of the human conditions. It's history. Have. It's a very proud history. Yes. So yes. to see. Mm. Yeah, and we do not want to reflect it with our political uh, situation <laughs> recently. Do you want to talk about politics? No, no, no. I know I don't. I value my life. Reverend Doctor, uh, yes. there's something important about scholars, and mm. I've seen it over time. Uh, there's so much grants, funding, and we have really smart minds around doing credible research. Yeah. But that research ends up in uh, either library or just material that, you know, it's somewhere in the website. Mm. And especially in Africa, mm. if you go to, uh, you know, developed countries, you'll find research interfacing in the industry yes. products. Yes. If, if you're okay, you can speak on this. How can we interface this brilliant research into our own day-to-day um, you know, life? Because I'll give you an example. There was a time I was involved in a research about urban planning, whereby if you design a, a road, you have to cater for the cyclists, um, pedestrian, mm. cars, motorbikes, you know. And that actually also speaks to the health because if you have mm. a path where you can cycle, yes. then rather than driving to work, you can just can cycle, cycle to work. To work. Mm. Yeah. But that was funded by US mm. and actually it was implemented somewhere else mm-hmm. besides the country where the research was done, which is Kenya. Mm. They tried to implement it in some part of, of Nairobi, but that's it. Yeah. And mm. even right now as you speak, there are different expressways, you know, all these roads that are being built, but you don't see that. Uh, bottom, bottom line again goes back to what are our values, mm. what do we value, mm. okay? what are our paradigms, what are our beliefs. Okay? Mm. As and when somebody is able to travel to some of the developed countries, and mm. I'll use the example of the United States, mm-hmm. you will not have all these people interfacing at the same point. Yeah. The cyclist, the motorcyclist, the car, the pedestrian, and whatever. Mm. They all have different places, yes. different lanes. You yes. even have dual carriageway roads. Yes. Now, come back to us here. You are the MP. Okay, mm. you are sitting on CDF. Mm. You have a plan here for a road. Mm. You know that there's money for it to be a dual carriageway. Mm. You decide to make a single carriageway because you want to eat the money. Mm. So what happens? People end up now being mowed down by cars and whatever. Yes, because you have eaten, and yes. that money that you have eaten, you've put it in a Swiss bank account. Yes, you've not told anyone, including your wife. So mm. even when you die, when you die, it, it remains up there. You have yeah. said something very important because when yeah. we are building infrastructure, yes, that's the priority we need to have. Mm-hmm. A road from, say, one end of the country to the other Mm -hmm. is, if it's dual carriage Mm -hmm. uh, completed, Mm -hmm. the number of lives you save. Like Africa, we need to to start measuring value by lives. I mean, even economically, it's like next level. But you see, you have have leaders. Bear in mind, I've just come from Ghana. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that when you're in Ghana, you can be able to see is the kind of uh, places where people are held as slaves because they were shipped out. Of course. How are these slaves attained? It is the leaders yes. who are without so, the yeah, leaders, I mean, slavery yeah. would never. That's my point. Even the, the white did not colonize us. Yes, they use proxies, our own brothers our and own sisters. Leaders, yes, 
to so, colonize us. In so, exchange of salt, mm, sugar, yes, glass, and mirrors. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so now, uh, with all due respect, yeah. that kind of leadership uh, situation mm. has not changed. Absolutely. Right now, we mm. with our, our, our SGR, mm. SGR should be dual carriageway. Mm. And you are saying, you know, you're the guy who was in that Kenya. Yeah. Oh, he's in that Kenya. And <laughs> I, still, I still am. And yes, as dual carriage, yes, carriage, you should be able to have as many trains as mm. necessary mm. plying that route. Mm. And secondly, that same train should have gone all the way to Malaba, mm. with all due respect. And then we should have had another part that's going all the way to Nyeri. With a side-by-side -side road. Exactly. But no. now, because we have leaders who are more concerned about lining their pockets, mm. and they don't care how much blood it costs in terms of people dying, mm. so that you can be able to get a billion into your pocket and mm. into your city, you know, you're, you're, what's Which the actually you don't need in your lifetime. What so. is the difference between you and that chief who was selling his own people or selling the people from the For other sugar. Other, Maybe you're worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they come and they, and they raid the city. And so, so, so some of yeah. us right now are busy, I'm sorry to say, pointing a finger at the queen. Mm. Because we do not want to accept our own responsibility mm. as African leaders who facilitated, provided, yeah. and supported it. Mm. Because yeah. we were able to have yeah. benefit. Yeah. Though, though the yeah. queen is not innocent at all. So. No, we're not talking about the queen, the queen being innocent per se. Just but I'm just fair. trying to say, I'm just trying to say. God save the king. Teddy <laughs> <laughs> will be quiet on this one. Yes, as, <laughs> as you point one finger out, how many other fingers are pointing at you? For sure. Yes. For so when we choose now to sanitize this thing by only blaming this late person mm. who's passed mm. on and we choose not to take responsibility for, for our sure. own part mm. for our own yeah, yeah. because by the time the yes. slaves were arriving at the port mm -hmm. they had to come from the hinterland yes and uh, history tells us that even some chiefs yes began to uh, exert very ex very and inhuman punishment yes mm. Just to be able to make the numbers, yes, to sell to sell their brothers. There we you go. know, you would be you, maybe you are hungry and you mm. stole someone's chicken. Yes, mm. you end up being a slave. Yeah, mm. you know this yeah. is this is this. Are, and the funny thing is, no one talks about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know even if Africa has healed mm. from that reality. No, mm. people are traumatized. It has just, just been changed. Yeah, it has been changed from one form to another. Mm. Mm. People they, fought for freedom; they didn't mm. enjoy it mm -hmm. until today. Even their generation are suffering. There we go. You see? So there is all that conversation mm. to have trauma among trauma. many others. <laughs> Uh, but uh, in, in a nutshell, uh, mm. I would like you know each and everyone to give a parting shot uh, to our listeners and our viewers uh, as we conclude this. But this is one of many. Uh, We're coming to, Dubai. coming to Dubai. We haven't asked him about Dubai. Why uh, is he going to Dubai? By the way, that should be in your conclusion. I have so many questions, even yes. because you see, as a man, yes. it's unfortunate that we are all men. I think we need to. We will diversify. The, 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 I, thought the was I thought Anne was supposed to be. Here. I don't know why even Fiona, you that's, that's the, the point. Other but the point yes. here gender, is gender sensitivity. I wanted to ask. Yes. That's my personal question. Mm. Like, how do you choose the right? partner because that also determines if you succeed or fail oh it determines if you will be poor or mm, rich for sure mm. no jokes maybe we ask that in dubai right uh, <laughs> we are coming to dubai bro mm. I so i shouldn't happy. answer it now uh, you don't have to <laughs> yeah but, but if you to, want to answer please i'm going to dubai because my as wife, your parting shot my wife is working there mm -hmm. i have the privilege of this absolutely wonderful lady called mukami mm -hmm. who has agreed to be my friend mm -hmm. my partner my companion and my lover mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm. when you're asking mm. about how do you make that choice, mm. first of all, is that person a friend? Mm -hmm. Can they be a companion? Mm. Can they be a partner? Mm. 
before they become a lover. Mm. Most of us, unfortunately, we go from zero to 100. Mm. So we go from... Very like, fast. Eh, we mm. go straight to the lover part. It's called a microwave generation. <laughs> yes. The person... Because now you see the TikTok generation. Yeah. So the person is not your friend. Mm. Okay. You hook up so that you can enjoy certain... Privilege. Privileges of marriage. Yeah. But you, you can't have the kind of conversation we're having here. We've yes. been here for what, three hours and we're yeah. having fun with each other. Yeah. Now, imagine having this kind of fun with this person mm. who makes your heart really beat. Okay? Yeah. Mm. So I have that kind of a person. I am mm. so happy and grateful for the opportunity of just spending time with her mm. and spending life with her, yeah. doing life with her yeah. as a friend first, mm. then as a companion, mm. then as a partner, mm. then from there as a lover. Well, okay? Yeah. Now, if you do not have the skills to uh, build good friendships in the first place, mm. then you will make the kind of mistakes many of us make as, you know, almost the norm. Mm. And that's why the divorce rate is so high. You, yeah. you end up in a situation with someone who you don't even like. You start at the last okay? part. Yeah. Mm. Or, or, you, see, you see, romance, mm. whether you like it or not, yeah. is going to last for maybe a week, two weeks, a month, two months. Mm. If you're very lucky, six months, mm. a year, mm. okay, and then it will fade off. Yeah. So if that's the only foundation you have of getting together with somebody mm. and it's a diminishing resource. Oh dear. In fact, there's diminishing one returns. One. The more, <laughs> uh, there's diminishing utility and mm. there's diminishing returns. Mm. Wow. After a year or so, you'll be wondering how the what's heck am I with this person? Yeah, what's up? You know, and of course, you'll hit the exit door looking for somebody else who can titillate you. Mm. So you as a man need to learn how to be able to have friendships that work. Mm. Friendships. You know, friendships that work with does not mean that you're always going to agree. Yes, sometimes yes. you will disagree and yes. sometimes you will fight. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I'm proud to have this gentleman on my right hand side here. Nice. Because if there's any one person who has held my feet to the fire, mm. eh, in, in Aspen when he took me there, in South Africa when mm. we've gone to South Africa, in Ethiopia when we've been there, in Nigeria, mm. this man even gave up his bed in Nigeria for me. And I also said, so curious. I remember. That's so crazy. So imagine if you're doing this with somebody who's also making your heart To make money. Yes. And by the way, that we talk about that trip because we missed our flight. I then went to talk to this Kenyan guy who was running La Fudge in Lagos. And then he was like, ah, you guys are pay your flights. Mm. Yeah. It was quite funny. Okay, mm. continue. So, you need to get friends like this that you're happy to walk with. Sure, yeah. sure. And you have something in common. You see, like Teddy and I, we enjoy the mentorship space. Mm. Developing leaders. We, yes. we enjoy it. Mm. Okay? So, anytime he'll invite me for something that has to do that, man, I will run for it. Mm. I will stop doing all sorts of other things mm. and be there. Mm. And vice versa. So, like, so, that's why when he invited me for this opportunity, mm. despite the fact that I'm catching a flight in I don't know how many hours, yeah. for me, it's important to be here. Mm. So do you have somebody like that of the other persuasion mm. for whom you have something that holds you together mm. and you will be passionate about that objectively mm. before you can even look at each other. Mm. You can walk parallel with each other as you celebrate that. Yes, a yes. lot of us don't do that. Mm -hmm. And when you don't do that, when you don't have a friend, mm. let me tell you, when you get to our advanced ages, mm. uh, you'll you be wonder, a someone who didn't have someone. Yeah, who is this? And especially now when the kids grow up, like mm. now in our case, now Christy is in the US, right? mm. now you're going to be finding yourself in a house with a stranger. You'll mm. be wondering, who is this and why am I with them? Mm. But if you have a friendship and the friendship can grow, mm. okay, and then you have goals and things that you want to do together as friends, yeah. mm. then it works. So, for example, she flew into Ghana mm. for Michael's wedding. Nice. Okay, she mm. caught a flight on Friday night, arrived there on Saturday morning, the morning of the wedding. 
they enjoyed the wedding and then you know sunday evening she caught her flight back to dubai mm. arriving in dubai 5 a.m. so that she could she can go straight to work mm. i mean this is a person who spent her weekend traveling yes, but yes. it was important enough because she understands the value of mentorship yeah. she understands the value that michael is to all of us mm. and she wanted to celebrate with us mm. other people say apana apana mm. no come on mm. so many other issues Mm. So yeah, let me yes. challenge you to consider that. Yes, look yes. at your roller desk. We used to call them roller decks. Eh? Mm. Look at all the available chicks. Mm. You probably got 20 you can look at. <laughs> eh? Oliver, 20. Uh. You know you were, yeah? you know. And then ask, <laughs> out, out of all those, uh. out of those, who are my friends? Yes. Who can I actually walk with for the next 10 years for a yes. lifetime? Who can I change and grow with? Yeah. Yes. Because some people are meshafika, mm. they can't grow. Mm. Yeah. That's a very interesting point. They very can't grow. Point, they yeah. can't grow mentally, they can't uh, grow emotionally. Mm. Hey, for those of us who come from western part of the country, mm. if you found somebody nice from central, mm. hey, they don't go past Limuru. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> can somebody grow and learn? Yes. That's yes. a very big That's difference. Yes. Because we are always going to be changing and growing. Yes. Grow together. Yeah. Yes. That's my parting. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank well, you so much. Well, Teddy parting shot. Thank you Julius for honoring Africa's talking and and uh us yeah today because Africa is the is the origin of speech, is the mm. origin of stories mm. and we want to bring it back to Africa and keep it in Africa. Yeah. Mm. For the important point you said about partnership and friendship for for those who are entering into marriage or uh, contemplating uh I mean uh to marry mm. I wish that all of you would have a shared uh, vision mm. uh and also shared uh, values yeah uh, so that uh you can grow a, a robust and happy home mm. which is the basis of uh, a strong Africa mm. I I fundamentally believe in that mm. also out of everything that I've also been shared here today is that uh, the, the power of compound interest. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate that uh, from the time I was eight years old, I used to sing for President Daniel Arab Moy. Mm. Baba! Moy. Uh, <laughs> Baba Moy. Mm. And I met Ambassador Aurelia Brazil, and then oh, okay. US Ambassador to Kenya, mm. who those days I when I was 10 I used to wear a Kaluwis box style mm. so she kissed me and brought my chicks mm. uh, she lifted me up a very tall american i think she's now 80 years old wow yeah. but the reason why i'm saying that is that uh, moi helped me also become supremely self confident mm. yeah. because in 1988 when you're celebrating 10 years of his nyayo nyayo mm-hmm. era he actually invited that guy was visionary man exactly invited one Uh, Ibrahim Babangida mm. IBB it's very flamboyant mm. so I met him I met Siad Bare and all that so all my life uh, I've always wanted to to give people what I was given in in large measure mm. uh, because I, I was a member of AIC church in my earlier days and they used to take us to a place called Diguna for children's camp yeah mm. they used to pour their hearts to us yeah as, as youngsters and all that mm. and 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 life can be made more beautiful and powerful if the older people share their experiences mm-hmm. to the younger people yeah. in a continuous way mm. in our home i grew up with uh, eight brothers 
and uh, eight sisters. Mm. Um, number ten, I'm more or less in the middle, mm. and I always watched what they did. And sometimes I didn't ask questions, but I just watched. Mm. And because of that, I'm able to create things in, in, a, in an impossible way mm. because I'm a sub total of who they are, who mm. all of them are. Mm. So the the goal is that uh, we should not shy. Uh, as we speak today, mm. of building a, a more powerful Africa. Mm. And the way you build a more powerful Africa is not that uh, you look at you look at, at China or the US and say, gosh, we, we want to copy what these guys are doing. Mm. Because if you knew well about these two societies, there are some things that you don't even want to, mm. to imitate yeah. uh, from them. A lot of mistakes were made. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of lives are also lost. Yes, mm. yes. But we can create something out of Africa mm. that even the world will yearn to have mm. once again. Because mm. the fundamental thing is that, as Steve Baker said, mm. the world may be facing an industrial or military industrial revolution. Mm. Yeah. But every human being is yearning for the face and soul of Africa. Yeah. Mm. So why don't we just bring them back as our children? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Teddy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what has been amazing. Uh, my parting shot number one, we are coming to Dubai. Yeah. Just give us a date around November, December. Mm. Um, the World Cup. So that might be your excuse to come there. To flow. Mm. I know it'll be somewhere in the Emirates, eh? Mm. Qatar. Qatar, yes. mm. But actually, uh, me, I personally want to come for the Formula One mm. in Abu, Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so <laughs> I, will, uh, I will align myself to be mm. to attend the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, so thank you so much. So my parting shot, number one, we're coming. Number two, mm. I believe in an Africa of pleasant surprises. Mm. What do I mean? Before the world said that uh, women should be given a place at the table. Women were running households in Africa. Mm. They were this kings. Is pre, they I were mean. kings. Mm. This is pre-colonialism. Mm. Before uh, they said that we be more inclusive. And remember, the US is just celebrating uh, how many years since the women be, uh, began voting? Suffrage from mm. the 60s. Mm. Yes. Mm. The six, 19? 60. 1960s. That's when the women were allowed to start voting. Yeah, yes, yes, Can yes, you yeah. believe that? Mm. Uh, we... Had King Jeketile Nguare mm. taking men Leading to war. People, yeah. We had Wangoa Makeri. And that's just Kenya. We haven't talked about uh, Ethiopia. Mm. You know, we haven't talked about Rwanda. We By haven't talked Ethiopia, about Egypt. Ethiopia, we had a queen mm. yes. who Queen Elizabeth yes. was, and, and Prince Philip were bowing to. Bowing to. Mm. It's actually in the African uh, archives. Yeah. Yes. Our majesty. So, so, we, I, yeah, so I believe in an Africa of pleasant surprises. When the world was discussing can we be more inclusive? Africa was telling you, and that's how we got colonized, by mm. the way, one of the ways. Mm. When the white man came, we were giving them food. Yep. Even we gave them a place to sleep, mm. and they were allowed to choose a wife mm. for, the, for the time they were here. Why? This is very important. Africans' uh, traditional society. Mm. Because Africans believed that if a stranger visited you, you give him a place to sleep, you give them food, and they can choose a wife. Hopefully, they can sire a kid with. Mm. So that when they go, mm. um, they if they think of raiding you, mm. they remember they have children they have there. Children, mm. This is African mm. traditional yeah. society. Wisdom. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Yes. So 
before the world thought of inclusivity, we were inclusive. Yeah. That's the only way these guys could have come in here. Of course, definitely, they are, I won't be simplistic. You have mm. the small, the smallpox scourge, mm. and all the other things that accompanied the the coming in, right? Mm. So Africa, I believe in a, a Africa of pleasant surprises. Yes. And uh, the last thing is that uh, I believe in an Africa where there's enough mm. and we abundance. can abundance. Mm. And uh, this is my uh, recommendation to Akkad. If we can begin to teach negotiation, storytelling. Mm. Uh, to the startups. Mm. Uh, I think it will be very worth the time. Yes, yes, yes. And we will see a huge growth in value. Because yes. I think a lot of the startups in Africa don't know how to negotiate, how to, negotiate, yes. how to tell their stories, mm. uh, to attract even the funding that is uh, uh, here. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yes. that's it. Thank you very much. Aaron. Thank you so much, Graham. Uh, my parting shot is that life itself is a negotiation. Oh, nice. And... Uh, Thank you so much, Reverend Dr. Julius Weche, uh, for gracing these uh, amazing uh, podcasts and uh, vo- vlog. Yeah. yeah, vlog is a video blog yeah. uh, of Africa talking in collaboration with Impact Masters uh, podcasts. Absolutely. And uh, we, this is the first of the many. So, uh, as as Graham pointed out, we might come to Dubai uh, towards the end of the year. And we want you to enjoy your stay there. And uh, thank you so much. May God bless you and everyone else who is listening to us. Cheers! That's nice. Good celebration. Good celebration.